0: myself greetings and salutations.
1: we came we saw we kicked it down you're excited feel these nipples that is good mm-hmm. good and terrible well i have a microphone and you don't so you will listen to every damn word i have to say This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motor hits, geek bloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a
0: righteous dude.
1: All right. All
0: right. All right. Welcome into the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Friday, April 29th. We are live at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln here in the heart of St. Matthews, right off Shelbyville Road. Stop by and see us, check out what Trevor Kelsey's wearing, and then buy a car. It's the best combination in Louisville. It's the only way to spend a Friday. Cars and Kelsey is what we're calling it. Come on out and see us at Oxmoor Ford. We're going to be here until about 540, at which point we're going to hand the baton over to Nick Kern and company with the Louisville Bats. And it's a big night for the Bats. We've got uh, not only are we taking on the Columbus Clippers, Oh, wait, huge rivalry, AAA baseball, Bats versus Columbus. But we've got Luis Castillo, Reds ace, rehab assignment, starting tonight. He's going to be on the hill for the Bats. Come on out and support El Padrino. We love the man. We want him back as a Red. We want him to hopefully lead the Reds to more than three victories for the entire season, but that's where we are right now. But we're here. We're talking Cardinal sports. We've got plenty to get to. Hope your weekend is off to a fantastic start already. If you're stuck at work or on your way home, Thanks so much for spending some time with us. And if you want to text into the show, we love hearing from you. It's your damn show as well. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. We'll be reading your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your topic ideas, your reactions, all that good stuff. For the next three hours, we love Thornton's. Download that Refreshing Rewards app today. It's going to save you money at the pump every time you need to fuel up, and you never needed to save money at the pump more than you do right now. Refreshing Rewards app. We love Thornton's. We love Kelly Leonardo. We love Alex Cupper. We love Trevor Kelsey. TK, we're on remote here. You're looking glorious. You're shining in your big X polo. You look fantastic. Do you feel fantastic? Couldn't
1: get my A.J. Green jersey quick. you A.J. Oh. Brown jersey quick. I've already screwed up You his messed name. it up
0: right yeah. off the right bat. Right off the
1: bat. Now, he does wear 11 for the Titans. I have still have my Carson Wentz number 11 jersey. I could have maybe just put like a piece of paper over Wentz and put Brown on it. And come <laughs> in with that. I mean, that, that was the only thing that made it nice after your uh, Lions just almost ruined my evening last night.
0: I did. So, the funny thing about that was I watched the start of the draft. And I, I see the lines. They get Aiden Hutchinson. Sure. No shock. Yeah. No shock. I'm, I'm excited about it. Cool. Right when I've got to go put Virginia down is when the bleep kind of starts hitting the fan, like when the madness starts at the draft. And so, like, she's especially difficult to get down last night. And it, it gets to the point where, like, she's wide awake. I put her in, her, in the bed. And I'm doing, I have to do the thing where I, she wants me to lie down next to the bed on the floor and sing to her. And she's got her back to me, so I can't tell if she's asleep or not. So I'm, like, checking my phone as I'm singing Twinkle Twinkle. And I just see, like, your text. And it's, it's like, all these people hitting me up and be like, oh, my God, you guys just took TK's boy. Like, the, the guy that, <laughs> the guy that, that Trevor wanted, yeah. spent the entire radio show today talking about him wanting the Eagles to draft the Lions traded up. To take to take Jamison Williams and I'm like oh here we go and then I see you respond to something else like happy with the text and I'm like well what happened now so I, I, I'm missing all the action I'm trying to follow on Twitter as much as I can but it kind of sounds like and you never know for sure which is why I said I'm not the biggest NFL draft guy in the world but it kind of sounds like both Williams sort of hit it out of the park last night. I think night.
1: we were the winners. Uh, I mean it's, I mean you could say the Jets a little bit because they had them three picks opposed to you know. More, which is obviously getting more. You got two. We got kind of two guys. With one of those picks being AJ Brown. But yeah, I think uh, I think it's safe to say. I mean, not only that did. I mean, you talk about fleecing on a trade and in your division with the Vikings. I mean, you gave up
0: nothing. To I know. Up, I know
1: nothing. I have a couple Viking friends that text me like, I'm done. I'm like, I mean, our, he's like, I thought we were okay with Zimmer once we got rid of you know. Jeff Fisher 2.0 over here that we were going to be back. Now we're just giving up. You didn't give a future first rounder to move up from 32 to 12. By the way, I thought you were taking the kid from Notre Dame, and so I was still confident.
0: I thought – real quickly, by the way, I already messed it up. I called Luis Castillo El Padrino instead of La Piedra, which I, I've done twice now. El Padrino was Pablo Escobar's nickname. I did it last year. I, mean, I thought year. that was
1: Dennis Martinez. That was El, that was El Presidente. El Presidente. Yeah. I,
0: I did the same exact thing last year. I'm going to correct myself before we move yeah, on. come
1: on. Screwing up names is my
0: shtick. But I thought when when I heard that the lines were trading up, Everybody was like, well, they're taking a quarterback. They're going after Malik Willis. They're going at like – and I was like, oh, no, this, this seems not great. So, instead, we took a wide receiver who's not going to have a quarterback to throw the ball to him, at least for the first year. But, oh, but whole, that's okay. No
1: faith in golf there? I mean
0: – I watched last season, Trevor.
1: You know, it's the funny thing is is this, we're in the same boat. Like, next year, Eagles, Lions, we're taking our quarterbacks. Because now we both have weapons. Just know when to get them to them. Because, trust me, I, you, actually, you, you know I have no confidence in Jalen Hurts myself.
0: Yeah. So, overall, I, I thought it was – it's kind of what you want the first day of the NFL draft to be. It was a
1: great draft. I thought it was a good time. I mean, we had the – little surprises, the Texans being the Texans, reaching for Derek Stingley. A lot of trades. Uh, and once the 10th once the pick hit, we had uh, a bunch of trades happening with the Saints. You all – us, obviously, multiple times. Uh, the, the Ravens is moving back and forth, and they don't know what they're going to do. Lamar apparently unhappy on Twitter about the Hollywood-Brown trade.
0: Let's talk about that for a second because I thought it was interesting. Somebody's not being truthful here because the trade happens last night. Hollywood-Brown gets traded to the Cardinals. Yeah, with a third-run pick. Which, like, on one hand, who the hell is Lamar going to throw the ball to? On the other, it feels like a good trade for Baltimore because you took him, what, I think he was like the 23rd pick? 25th. 25th pick three years ago. You get three years – of him on his rookie contract, mm-hmm. boom, he's gone, and you get like the, the 20, a 23rd pick, I think, for him. Yeah. Like, you basically got three years of Hollywood Brown on the cheap and yep. then get to pick a replacement player from him in almost the exact same well, slot for was his a, services. It
1: was reversed what the Titans did with us, kind of, where they gave us A.J. Brown, who was a second-round pick for them, and then they, they used it, you know, the 18th pick. They used it to take uh, the, the Burks, the kid out of Arkansas. So they kind of did the same thing. I, it was obviously yeah, Baltimore just wasn't going to give Brown the extension.
0: But so, so. L- Lamar reacts last night, and is, he kind of does the whole WTF. Yeah. And then he he quote tweets the announcement of the trade and saying, like, I wish we I thought we were going to be able to play forever, like all this stuff. Like, it sucks, but best of luck to you, brother. And then it comes out today that Hollywood Brown had, in fact, been, I don't think the word was demanding, but he had asked for a trade. He wanted it. And he says, Yeah, I talked to Lamar about this. Lamar was well aware of what was going on. So either Lamar is playing coy last night to try and, I don't know, make the Ravens organization look bad because he's in contract negotiations, or Hollywood Brown is talking out of his ass today. Like, neither, like, somebody is not being completely upfront and honest about this whole thing.
1: I mean, if, if anything, it's probably Lamar's maybe feeling a little guilty because the money he's going to be getting is probably one of the reasons why they can't give the same money to Hollywood Brown. I mean, you see the money receivers are getting right now. AJ. Brown, for example, got a four-year, $100 million extension from us right after the trade. You see, and by the way, if, you, if, if for teams that are mad that receivers are getting this kind of money, you can blame uh, the Jaguars for this. They opened up this floodgate by having to pay triple for, for Kirk to, just to come down there and play, and now it's making everybody want the money. But that's I, that's obviously probably what it is. I mean, they looked at Brown and you know, he's going to want these you know $100 million for four or five years like everyone else is wanting, and honestly, I don't think he's worth it either. You just move them. If Arizona, I mean, you just got a first-round pick for, you know, if you're Arizona, you gave it up for just renting a player for a year. Or, if you're, I mean, if you're going to resign him, in Arizona, it's fine. It's, not, it's a good move probably, but it's an even trade. But, I mean, it's a good move for Baltimore. They didn't give, I mean, the third-round pick and, and a guy they were probably going to let go after one year who only had 1,000-yard season was inconsistent all three years to begin with. Yeah, I mean, and when they, I don't think I mean, they, they took a wide receiver at the pick they, they had. They took a defensive player, I believe.
0: We've got a, a couple pieces of, of news just coming across the wire here. One national news, one related to our interest here as as Louisville fans. Um, first of all, I don't know if you've seen this. Probably not. Trevor Bauer. Oh, is he
1: suspended again, or they they, they pull it?
0: Uh, he has been suspended for three hundred and twenty four games,
1: which two, is really weird because
0: two he, full seasons.
1: And I'm, not to get, put, but he, th- 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 there's no there's no case to it. How is he still suspended?
0: It's. <laughs> Three hundred and twenty-four games. The
1: courts months ago said it was false claims. He's, he's well, 20- they didn't
0: say it was false. They, they dropped the charges. They dropped the charges. They said that you know, lack of evidence was what they said.
1: Okay, so why is he still suspended? Because <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I get he's he's a you know a bleep hole, but you can't use that as an excuse. He's definitely suspend. weird. There's definitely is, there's definitely
0: yeah. weird stuff going on. This seems it's, a bit unless they know stuff that we don't know, which seems plausible, I guess. It seems a little bit over the top. Now, more pertinent to our interests around here. Into
1: the ball from, from the, the – Into the, in the <laughs> crowd. That was so awesome. It was beautiful.
0: <laughs> more pertinent to our interests around here. And I told you months ago that this is coming, and it's going to be a little bit of a, a jab to your heart, I guess. Oh, no. As a, a male high fan, based on your family ties there, Caleb Glenn committed to Louisville. Locked into his commitment, one of the top players in the 2023 class, is going to be transferring to uh, National Powerhouse La Lumiere in Indiana for his final season of high school basketball. A surprise, really, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I, I told you a couple months I ago that this was probably coming. coming yeah. And then I think you checked into You're like, yeah, it's probably happening. I, I
1: checked my sources, and it was confirmed that it was it was definitely a very, very, very possibility that this,
0: happen- this would be happening. His his family, apparently, they I think that they had planned on this. During, they didn't want it to be a distraction during his junior season. Male obviously was one of the top teams in the state, chasing a, a state championship. Ended up winning the seventh region and uh, taking a, a pretty gut wrenching loss in, in Lexington, as tends to happen to Louisville teams when they go down to Lexington. Yeah, but we got screwed. I think that his family wanted him, one, to play against the best competition in the country because there are a lot of people, a lot more people now than probably a few weeks ago since Caleb's been playing so well uh, on the Nike EYBL circuit who think that he's probably better than his current ranking in the 2023 class. And this gives him an opportunity to prove that. I think they also kind of wanted him out of the city for his final year, avoid some of the distractions that uh, to play kids in his situation so it sounds like this is something that the family wanted it sounds like it's something that Glenn believes is going to make him better it sucks for local high school basketball to be losing a top talent like this I mean, kind of it, used to it by now right you, I mean. you kind of have to be it was going to be fun to have this uh, like sort of across the state battle between Caleb Glenn and Reed Shepard Louisville commit Kentucky commit and let's be real. Like spoiler alert, Glenn wasn't going to win Mister Basketball anyway because <laughs> oh, he's committed God. to Louisville. Yeah. So that, you know he he could have averaged fifty points per game for the number one team in the state next Might have year. Had to to get and, uh, considered. Yeah, it wasn't going to happen. So this is you know maybe it's a business decision, but I do kind of, that was going to be a fun kind of throwback storyline that we're not going to get now. But was still, Jay
1: Slauson's less Mister Basketball to the city.
0: <laughs> no, um, another has been had once. Yeah, there's been a, there's been several recently. Yeah. I think I think Quentin Sano ended up being Mister Basketball. Who Quentin?
1: Oh, okay. Did was he? Could he be wrong,
0: but I, I feel like there have been a couple from the city. It's not a relatively recent. Yeah,
1: I keep memorized, so yeah. I don't. I didn't worry. I mean, does, if you're a Louisville fan, does this worry you a little bit with this transfer? Because I mean, no. W- you don't think that this is something that he's doing to get himself? Maybe you, you could say, you know, in defense of your Louisville fan, that this is a move that Glenn wants to do to improve himself, his dra- his 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 ratings, and so on and so forth. But what would you do that for, for any other reason, to maybe get looks from another school that you might think is better than Louisville?
0: I, I don't think that's a concern at all. Uh, now, with, with any other kid, I would say his family is as diehard as Louisville fans as you can possibly get. Caleb Glenn has never wavered. Um, it, I, I don't think that's a concern want, whatsoever. I'm
1: a little – I'm not – one hundred percent confident. Still, I'm, th- th- I'm
0: telling you right now, you need to be one hundred percent confident. All right, all right,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust you now. There's so. no
0: unless Louisville somehow got hit by like a two-year postseason ban, and even then, I still think it would be more likely than not that he would still come to Louisville. If this
1: comes out and, and you're wrong, you, you need can. To, need to get me more cookies from that penny place because that's what I do. I eat when I'm sad.
0: There are lots of things, things that of I will – there are many, many, many things that I will sort of temper statements by and say, like, well, it's not 100%. This one, no. He, he's, wow. not, he's not making this move to try to get attention from other schools. He's He's all in at Louisville. This right. is strictly a – I think he would wants. I think he thinks he deserves more attention nationally. I think it's more about just getting – out of Louisville I mean, and why would playing you, better competition. What would
1: you, you're going to Louisville already. I mean, I just don't understand. You're going to get the attention when you get to Louisville. Is it to think that you're just a leverage deal to improve your rating, still go to Louisville and then improve your nil when you get here maybe? No, or? no,
0: no. I, I think you're overthinking it. I think I think your mind is, is straying a little bit. This is something that's been in the works for a while. Uh, yeah, they want him out of the city. I mean, I, I'm trying to dance around this. and You <laughs> keep pushing me towards uh, an area that I don't really want to go. They kind of – they want him to be away from certain things that, that are – that happening in the, in the city right now. And, okay. and he's going to go to La Lumiere. And and he's going to come back here then? It's okay. a safe – well, <laughs> you're under – I mean, I don't know why you have to make me spell this out. Like, you are under a different umbrella when you are a University of Louisville men's basketball player than you are when you're a high school basketball player in the city of Louisville. It's just it, – it's apples and oranges. Um, but those are the two pieces of news that have have just come out here uh, the last ten minutes or so. One thing that did happen just before I left the house, and I'm seeing reaction to it now um, – any sort of speculation, any sort of talk out there about what the Davis brothers were going to do, and if there was any sort of hope that maybe they could come back to Louisville, is now out the window. Just before uh, three o'clock here, we found out Dre Davis and his younger brother uh, Deontay Davis are both headed to Seton Hall, where really? they'll be playing for Sheen Holloway. And that, I mean,
1: oh, I like That's a good. Move. It
0: feels like a perfect fit it does. for. I obviously don't know as much about Tay Davis's game as I do about Dre's, having played the last two seasons at Louisville, mm-hmm. but. Just given that Trey, uh, that Dre is like a such a fierce competitor, always works hard, always plays with just raw pure emotion. That seems like the perfect type of player for Sheen Holloway. After yep. what we saw from St. Peters during this postseason, it seems like those are two guys that should thrive uh, in his system. And also, like <laughs> you can make all the old biggies jokes you want. You know, they were playing with knives back in the eighties. Like all the, you know, they feel like they are more of a fit for Dre. I, I shouldn't say Tay. I think he's more of a perimeter player than his brother, but Dre feels like an old throwback Big mm-hmm. East type player. He wants to be undersized a little bit, still kind of a bruiser, big body, loves to, to play in the post, loves physical basketball, loves finishing around the rim, uh, loves being playing aggressive defense. Like he seems like a guy who should thrive at a place like Seton Hall.
1: I mean, it's why the, the, when when they initially announced, I think you you dropped this name and. It Could have been I don't know how close it was to possibility, but Purdue was thought about. Yeah, and I was like, that was you know again also a perfect fit, and I like Seton Hall. I mean, it's a good move for I don't know what all Seton Hall has coming back from last year's team. I couldn't tell you one player they lost most. I would, I mean, that's good for Dre Davis and his brother. Then I mean, maybe not for Seton Hall. They're bringing some guys from Saint Peter's.
0: He's bringing some guys from Saint Peter's with him, I think. Okay. Um you
1: bring in the guy the the not the, not, not the kid? mustache, not, yeah, not dad, Doug Eddard. Whose uncle was uh worked for C B S, if you didn't know. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> oh, how'd you miss that? They talked about it every time. Doug <laughs> can <Dude> knew that. <laughs> Doug Eddard is
0: going to Bryant, uh, to play for the Bulldogs of oh, the really? NEC, yeah.
1: Okay. That's a step down, right? No. Bryant isn't? Is that a peril move to St. Peter's, I guess?
0: It's better. Like here's the. the that's why the St. Peter's story was so weird. Like They are the lowest of the low I mean, when it comes to normally, D1 college yeah. basketball. Uh, their coaches showed footage of their, their offices all being flooded and nobody fixing it for like three weeks. Like they have <laughs> –
1: <laughs> it's like the school. What was the Southeast Louisiana where uh, Henry Winkler coached and Waterboy? Pretty much. You know I mean,
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I it can't is. Can't
1: afford to pay. We're the poor school in college football.
0: <laughs> like the MAC. I know the the NEC is not a gigantic step up, but it's a slight step up. Okay. And Brian had the leading score in college basketball last year. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Shout to them. Peter Kiss. We love him. But that's the uh, the latest moving and shaking on the the basketball scene. And I'm, I haven't checked the text line just yet. I'm assuming people are going to have questions about uh, Tyrese Hunter, who because. Yesterday was supposed yep. to be the day where Louisville made their pitch to him. They they were visiting with, with the, the Hunter family, trying to sell them on Louisville and, and taking a visit here. They brought and, him back with them, right? I mean, he just he has not committed, I can say that. He hits the
1: ride. He was like, you know what? I'm not even going to stay in the scene anymore. Shotgun.
0: The only thing that, that I know, because um, I can't tell you exactly what transpired or if it went well, the only thing that I know is the person who kind of, I talked to about Tyrese Hunter initially, national college basketball guy, said to his knowledge today, Kansas is still who, where he thinks he's going to wind up. Um, obviously, things can change. He 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 admitted when he said that, he's like he's like to my knowledge, nothing has changed. I thought Kansas was the leader all along. I still would assume that they're the leader. I haven't heard any differently, and you never know. I mean, this is a guy who covers the sport nationally. He's not gonna, he's not just following the Tyrese Hunter recruitment, do, but we'll see.
1: Do we have a? I mean. What is Plan B? Because I went over that list of the point guards that were out there. I mentioned uh, I can't remember who else was still on there now. Off the top of my head there, but there were at least like with two or three other point guards in the portal when I when I went through that list the other day earlier this week. And I don't have my computer with me when i run remote, and so I don't I can't look it up real quick. But
0: I know that
1: they were lower down the totem pole of rankings. Yes, but it was it was two major divisions. Now it's going to drive me nuts. Now I'm trying to remember
0: that. Well, I know we talked about. Um, Primo Spears from Duquesne, being a guy that we had re- at least reached out to when he f- yeah. initially announced, he just committed to Georgetown today. So that's that's one off the board. And if we're being honest, I think that's one that probably was much, 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 much lower down the totem pole if you're looking at Oh, yeah, he went, he
1: went on the list, yeah, that I'd, I'd read
0: out that one day. Uh, I think the, the other big name that I know, I say I say big, relatively big, that, that Louisville has been in on uh, is Grant Sherfield from Nevada, who is a, another guy who kind of is like – I don't want, he's more of a score first guard, six foot two. He he can play the point, I guess. He's more known for uh, putting up numbers. If he plays the point, it would be a lot like L. Ellis as far as him wanting to be, at least based on the way that he's played in college so far, a score first point guard. Now, he did dish out a a high number of assists last season, but he still averages close to 20 points per game. Um, Really talented kid. I, I would be very excited if he came here. It'd be an interesting fit with with, with him and Ellis in the backcourt I think with Tyrese Hunter and L. Ellis in the backcourt it would be more straightforward um Hunter can obviously make plays but he's more of a creator than a, a guy like Grant Sherfield. but if we don't get Tyrese Hunter that I think would be the next hopefully the next man up and he would be another big time land if you're able to get him um we mentioned yesterday Baylor Shireman has announced a final 10 Louisville's not on it um I don't even. I couldn't even tell you where else we're looking at this point. We well, would have well, to, The other
1: names I was looking at: was Xavier Penson out of LSU.
0: I think he's already committed somewhere else, Is hasn't he? Committed.
1: He? I mean, on two four seven, it says he hasn't.
0: If he, I don't think I haven't seen the Louisville's even been involved with him. But
1: yeah, it doesn't show who's involved, but I'm just throwing out. When you look at the top names at the point guard position in the portal, him, Adam, and Adam Miller, his teammate from LSU, are both on there, as well as Jermaine uh, Cousinard from South Carolina. Those are your three left point guards in the transfer portal, according to two four seven.
0: And to my knowledge –
1: Only ones left, actually, other than Tyrese, obviously. Who's the number one?
0: Yeah, t- to my knowledge, I don't know if we've been in contact with all Like, like there's no been no reports to my okay. knowledge that we've reached out to any of those other three guys. But
1: I mean, I would think we would have put at least a feel around, I mean, unless we're feeling that confident about Tyrese, which doesn't sound
0: well, – I keep having to preface the comments with this because you never know for sure, like, who we've reached out to and who we haven't reached out to. For instance, there was no report that Louisville had – officially reached out to Tyrese Hunter. There was kind of an assumption because everybody had reached out to Tyrese Hunter, but we hadn't gotten that official word until it was announced that we were one of his final six. So uh, it could be, you know, th- there could be a guy that we've talked to that just Jeff Borzello and Jeff Goodman and all these guys haven't put out there that we wind yeah. up popping up on their final list whenever they cut list. And also, let's be real, we still have a couple of days left of the portal being open. We've got today and tomorrow. Players have until May 1st to announce whether they're entering the transfer portal. And even then... This is just to enter the transfer portal while having the chance to play immediately next year. If you enter after May 1st, you still have the opportunity to apply for a waiver from the NCAA and be granted immediate eligibility. And it sounds like the NCAA could still be doing the thing where they're just rubber stamping all all requests. And um, you know, maybe a, a high-profile player becomes available at some point between now and you know the middle of June. There's still a whole lot of options out there. Now, we, we do have a little bit more... Knowledge about the roster today, I guess officially. Kamari lands. We've been, I I said yesterday, keep an ear out, keep an eye out, keep a whatever out. This is going to happen soon, probably in the next 24 hours. It happened today. Kamari lands has officially signed. So that's the, uh, I'm excited about Kamari lands. Book it. Book what?
1: Kamari lands.
0: Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Uh, he's, He's. there's another roster spot I I was going. Give me
1: an update on something
0: else. I thought you had some news. <laughs> we was,
1: just got Xavier Pinson. <laughs> I was very curious to hear what you were going to say. No crystal balls for either of those three guys, too.
0: We've got uh, we, we, we've got Kamari Lands now locked in. Devin I It would be a shock if he does not commit to Louisville on May second. I, I mean, that's let's. I'll say it. it's going to happen. Like Devin Ree is going to commit to Louisville on yeah. uh, on May second. You're guaranteed. This is the Rutherford guarantee. That's the Rutherford guarantee. Uh, unless something happens, something crazy happens oh, in the no, next no, four no, days. No, you can't
1: put the, the Rutherford stamp of guarantee on there without.
0: All right, idea. Rutherford guarantee. Devin Ree's right. committing on on, on May second. It's you. happening. That leaves us now with what? Four available spots remaining. Yeah oh, on. No, you, you have six, wait, guys, six coming guys coming back. back. Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Seven. Kamari Lands. Eight. Devin Ree Nine. Is there somebody I'm forgetting who signed?
1: I wonder if I thought there was. And, and are we forgetting somebody? No, it's only three, I guess. Because Huntley Hatfield was was Maine's first recruit. Correct. So, so that would be that'd be nine. So we should have four spots left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, you're, you're right. Okay, then four spots, and we have. Yeah, that's what we discussed earlier this week, but the assumption and hypothetical that those would be three that we'd sign. You need at least now at least two wing players, and one of them being a point guard. Or two, or two wing players, a point guard, and then a wild card, something. Like, you, you need to – I mean, if you want to go out to another big man, i.e. a Bates or something. You need more guards. But you need at least three guys on the perimeter, and one has to be a ball handler.
0: And the only other name that I've seen that Louisville has been, I guess, making a play for behind closed doors that I haven't really seen reported – out there out in the open by national riders is Jamarian Sharp, the seven foot three center from Western Kentucky who led the nation in shot blocking last year. Yeah. Most of them against us. Yeah. God, <laughs> no kidding. And I, I think that we're still behind in that race. I, I think he's more likely. It sounds like he's going to go to Missouri, but Louisville has at least made an attempt to land him, which is interesting because we've already got a, a horde of front court players. Yeah, he's not.
1: Unless you're just going to do the whole, I mean, we're we're getting as many guys, and which is fine. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you know, if we got you know five guys, one's bound to be good, right? I mean, that's the kind of the philosophy you're going in with it, and I mean, it's not a bad idea, especially when you don't know really what we're getting with a lot of these players.
0: I'm with you, Uh, and and I'm very curious to see how the rest of the roster shakes up. I would love to have, I I mean, obviously, it's for me, Tyrese Hunter's the biggest piece of the puzzle. If you get him, I think that that is a. Like, I don't think, maybe I am, maybe it winds up if he comes here and he just has a whatever season, um, I'll look stupid. But <clears throat> I really think Tyrese Hunter is the guy that takes you from not fully being able to evaluate Kenny Payne's first year as far as his like coaching acumen and X's and O stuff just because the roster's not quite there. If you do get him, I think it changes everything. I think then you're like, okay, this team can be top 25 good. Let's see just how good Kenny Payne and the staff are at working with some of this talent. Like, I, I think he's that much of a difference maker for this roster. And if you don't get him, there's still a chance to go out there and get some other guys that could make you, you know, top 25 good, NCAA tournament good. But he, to me, is the one that you just say, man. He he, he checks – we'll use the phrase again. He checks all of the boxes that you need right now, that you're missing right now on this current roster. You, you,
1: you bring in Hunter, the other three positions, I'm not even worried about being other wings. They're a wild card position to me. Like, you bring in Hunter and then you can – because you still have with lands and rees and 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 and, and, uh, and obviously the guys you got with Ellis coming back to, and even possibly you know Trainer who can play someone on the perimeter as well as Withers if you need be. I'm not worried about bringing the other three guys. If you bring in Hunter as one of those last four guys, those three guys, pay and get whoever you want. If it's another wing guy, great. That would be probably preferable, but I'm not going to care as much. Those three spots are just get whatever you can. I'm with you there. As long as you get Hunter. If you don't get Hunter, then i want at least two more wing guys, hopefully maybe two ball handlers.
0: And let's also, I mean, this has become kind of a trend in recent years. I'm not saying Louisville's going to do this, but you don't have to take all 13 scholarships. You don't have to use no. all 13 scholarships, especially when you're, you're in a position where it's not – it's certainly – I'd say it's more likely than not that you're going to have at least one scholarship taken away for at least one season when this IARP <laughs> ruling comes out in – October or in 2043 or you know, 3,016, whenever we find out what's going on here, like, it may not be bad to go ahead and, and plan ahead for that. Because otherwise you're – and I, you, you assume you're going to lose guys anyway to the transfer portal and graduation and, and all that stuff or just you know the, the natural basketball ways of losing I mean, guys. you
1: have 13 full, men, full scholarships next year, I would be willing to bet at least in the three or four will probably leave in the portal after
0: that. You year. have to assume at this point. Like yeah. Almost every program, especially at the high major level, is losing guys. Uh, in this day and age but if you wanted to get it go ahead and get ahead of the curve and not have an all potentially awkward decision maybe you only use 12 scholarships or you know uh, who knows we'll see it's still plenty to play out we'll we'll find out all that good stuff in the weeks ahead but it's fun to follow there's no question about it Uh, we we have to take our first break when we come back trouble in Lexington more trouble in Lexington we love talking about it. We'll talk about it after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford show live from Oxmoor Ford Lincoln here in St. Matthews. Come by and see us if you can. We'll be right back after the break.
1: Fast enough so we can fly away You gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way
0: We love this song We love Fast Car <laughs> This is actually wrapping Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because it's something to do with The Office is there, is there an Office reference think this? I mean, there, there is I don't know why <laughs> okay.
1: It's the only way that's you can do the song the only reason he knew Chameleon by uh, uh, Boy George is because of The Office.
0: That's, that's sad. That's on Roush. Like,
1: that's, it's a man, TJ. It's like they're, like some of their 80s knowledge, or this is more 90s, I guess.
0: Well, it's an app <laughs> song because we are out here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln where they've got a brilliant selection of new Fords, and if you can't, don't find what you're looking for, let them custom order your new Ford today, and you'll get $1,000 rebate on top of all the other rebates. Stop by and see us here. We're, we'll be here until 540. Uh, Trevor Kelsey's wearing his... Friday best. You're, you're you're dressed up. You're wearing a polo. Yeah, you look to, incredible.
1: I do have a. It's a New Jersey Devil shirt underneath it though. Oh, there's <laughs> a hockey shirt there for you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I did look at the suit. I, I, I thought about pulling out the suit, the, the, the three piece today. Well, we got
0: another one on Monday. I
1: know. And I went to get it, and I was like, huh. I did forget to have this washed since the last time I wore it to my cousin's no.
0: wedding months
1: ago. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's let's. See if I can maybe get it washed over the weekend, but I got so much going on this weekend. I mean, I've got draft, I've got, I got to get new tires on my car, which I could maybe do while I'm here. Let's talk about that because you know, yeah. last
0: yesterday we had a it's
1: kind of a rough start.
0: It was kind of a rough start to draft night for you. Yeah. We had what else went wrong? Something went wrong during the show near the end of the show, and I'm trying to think because you had it was, it was a bad juju. I don't know. You said it on your text to me last night, and then driving home it got even worse.
1: Uh, and I think you're thinking maybe where I I timed it wrong earlier in the week and we. Oh no, really.
0: you were you were, uh, Kenny Klein retiring.
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah. And
0: then yeah. on top of that, we we clearly were both sad. It was a sad show yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it was Very depressing. Um, I I did send you the text that Kenny sent me last night, which I might have framed. I mean, couldn't have me more happy. I, I couldn't have loved. I didn't think I could love the man more than he sends me that text. And my awesome. God, uh, he's the coolest person alive. But then you're driving home from the the Kenny Klein depression show, and boom, tires blown.
1: Tire, tires, tires, um, plural. I go uh, I'm, I'm, and on top of it, I'm just. I mean, I'm on Westport Road heading home. Like I made, I made a detour, stopped over by, by by Central Town. I actually went to go get me a little cherry lime drink from uh, from somewhere. And they don't sponsor, us, so screw them. And uh, so i coming back. Nobody can figure out who you're talking about. <laughs> a, he just speaks in riddle. <laughs> it's one of seven different Cherry
0: Limeade places.
1: <laughs> so, so I'm coming back up Westport Road. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm right, I'm not, I'm not far from my neighborhood. I just hear this boom. And I mean, not, I don't lose control or anything, but. You know, I, I can tell right away, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. And I kind of cruise into the, uh, there's a babbling across the street from my house, my neighborhood. So I kind of, I'm close enough to that to where I just kind of kind of zoom into that. And they're waving me, and I'm like, no, I need you to come out and look at this. I don't, <laughs> I don't need an oil change. You come here. Yeah, you come here. But he's up, I end up just pulled in, and, and, guy, and I said, I think I have a flat tire. And he just looks at he goes. Yeah, <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> I was like, "Is it bad?" It's like, "Is it fixed?" Like, you know, I'm like the kid, like broken. I'm like, uh, you know, Russell, was, what's his name, and Sarah Marshall. I'm like, "I don't look down. Is it bad? Is it bad?" Yeah. You know, I can't look at it. And he's like, "He's like, I'll take a picture." It's like, "I'll get out. I'll get out." So I get out and I come around there, and the front is like flat, and the back is completely flat, both on the driver's side. Oh. And I'm like, "Oh man," I was like, "Is there?" Can, I was like, "Can you get air him them enough?" I was like, "I live literally in this neighborhood across the street." Is there a way I can get maybe some air into him just enough to get me over there, and then I'll call AAA tonight or tomorrow and deal with it You know, I, deal with it later. And he's like, well, let me see. So he got – the, the front tire was not damaged enough that we couldn't contain air. The second one just laughed at us when we tried to put air in it. Mm. And this might come as a shock to you or anybody else. I have no idea how to do anything with my car. Like, I, I don't even know how to change a tire. I don't. This is why I have Gold Plus A. AAA. Okay. So I'm, I'm. This is like a half an hour before Valens closed. I'm like, okay. I am like, could you all just put the spare on for me? And like, well, I'm, the manager's like, I'm sorry, we can't do it. It's a liability reason, I guess. We're not allowed to do it. I was like, well, what if I just pull over to the parking lot and one of y'all takes your break and I give you twenty bucks and you'll change it for me? And he's like, oh, I can't, I can't let him do that. And I'm like, like, <laughs> in the back of my mind, I'm gonna be like, yeah, bleep you. But I'm like, okay, I couldn't. just do it. Yeah. So I was like, so I go, I go. This is like seven fifteen. Draft starts at eight. So I pull over. I'm like, can I please park and call AAA? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, thanks. So I go over there, I park, call A. They're telling me 9, 30. Uh. On top of all this, on the way before I called, before my tires blew, I had ordered my DoorDash to bring me some Salseritas. Of
0: course. Shout Salseritas. So, Sal- we, we brought some here for the fun folks. I mean, awesome. I, I got my
1: nachos and draft, right? Naturally. And so I get my message. I'm sitting there waiting on, on AAA. A. I get my message. Salseritas is there at the door waiting on you. We dropped it off. I'm like, oh, great. Now it's just sitting there. Probably some animals are going to come out and grab my nachos. This is going to ruin my night. Like, Kenny Klein's retired. My tires are blown. Our first-round pick's probably going to cold nachos on my doorstep. Yeah, I, I mean, this is just an omen maybe. Our, our first-round pick's probably going to, like, trip on his way to meet Roger Goodell and, like, tear his ACL most likely. I mean, like, what, what what can happen next? So, it's 9.30. So, I'm watching the draft on my phone, and one of the employees leaving, and he goes, you're still waiting? I'm like, yeah, I'm just still sitting here waiting on this. It's going to be nice. He's like, I said, "Come on, I'll do it. We just drive over to this parking, no,
0: parking lot." No, a I'll hero jump. emerges. And I'm
1: like, "Gotcha." So I, I, he's like, "I was like, instead of twenty, I gave him, I gave him forty, and uh, a little side,
0: yeah, and then uh,
1: <laughs> some sides, and a side south. So I was like, "Here you go, man. Thank you, bud. Shout out to Austin from Valvoline on Westport Road. He's a good dude." Uh, changed it out. I mean, it are you
0: about to get him fired?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Should you really have just dropped his name?
1: If, if, Austin, if you get fired, we're we'll going to hook up here at Oxford. <laughs> I,
0: I don't think we we can't make that promise. And I felt bad
1: because I am not. I don't know anything to help. Like, he's like, do you have a jack? I was like, I don't know. He's like, do you Trevor, have a
0: okay. So that's he, bad.
1: He opens up, and apparently like in the side compartment of my trunk, there's a jack. All the tools are in there. Yeah,
0: that's how it usually goes. <laughs>
1: and he gets it lifted up, and this tire will not come off. Like, he is pulling at it. He's hitting it with the J. It's, like, rusted on the inside. And I'm just standing there. With the I, I felt bad because I'm standing there, and I'm just watching the draft with my phone while I'm doing this. Oh <laughs> <God. laughs> like, listening to Goodell going, hey, Ice Cube, come on up. You know, trying to act cool with Ice Cube on the draft. Oh, my God. And I'm like, mean, how do I help? I don't know what to do. Like, I, uh, I am paying the guy, right? I mean, that's why I'm kind of doing <laughs> it. At least I'm not still sitting in the car. <laughs> At least I got out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean,
1: he gets it changed. I get home about with the sixth pick, roughly. I think it's about sixth or seventh pick when I got home. So you didn't so. miss
0: any of the good stuff. No,
1: it's no, good stuff. I got I got home just in time to see the good stuff. And, well, that's good. And uh, <laughs> it, but yeah, but I now have a donut on my car and a, and a tire that is slowly leaking. So
0: so you still haven't gotten this fixed?
1: No, no, I didn't get up early enough to do it. I planned on that, but you know, plans change. Like not waking up on time.
0: Man, so see, I'm. I'm kind of like you. Like, I at least have the bare minimum. Like, I can change a tire. Oh, I can't do that? I know where the spare tire is in my trunk. I can find that. Well,
1: for the record, I did know where that was, but that's only because on a Rav Four, they're on the back.
0: Of the well, back door. <laughs> I could have found the jack probably <laughs> yeah. in the axle, but like I, I'm more like you. If it's more than that, if something else is fixed is broken, and I need like the professionals, and these people will, you know, they'll throw out all these. They know what they're doing. They'll, oh yeah. They'll throw out all the lingo that they know you don't know, and they'll ask you if you want this, and I just. I get taken every single time. Like, oh. the, the, a guy could climb in the back seat and like pull out a blowtorch and start like just like putting fire to the seatbelts, and I'd be like, "Well, I guess he has to do that." I don't. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it fits a purpose, but he knows more than I do. I mean,
1: one of my last mechanics, I got to pay, pay five hundred bucks extra to fix the Johnson rod. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> there's no Johnson rods.
0: <laughs> one of the phalanges is broken.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, one of the cool things though, when we was looking for the jack, I found that I do have some compa- uh, secret components in my trunk. Yeah, he lifts up looking for the jack. He's like, "Look, there's a little drawer well, here." Buddy. Yeah,
0: that's how. That's, like, that's what cool. It is. I didn't know that. That's where that stuff is? Uh, let's talk about what it is I talking about. As much as it was a great story. I'm sorry your tires it's okay. blew. It's all right. I'm glad there was. <laughs> I'm glad it got had a happy ending. The
1: night got much much better. The it did. Is still in our quarter. Our wide. And not to that, listen, I love A.J. Brown, the move. I like it a lot better than Debo. Honestly, personally, I would have rather had D- D.K. Metcalf myself.
0: Texas says R.I.P. Austin.
1: R.I.P. He's a political science major.
0: This is my dream job. <laughs> you ru- ruined it. Uh, let's talk about five days ago, there was a, a story that came out oh. about how John Shire behind the scenes had been making a push to steal away kentucky assistant jay lucas and jay lucas was staying with bbn he was staying home and it was a big win for calipari in this new era of the duke kentucky rivalry and uk fans were celebrating and then today he's gone (laughs) and he's gone uh jay lucas leaving kentucky to go and take the same job at duke under john shire and honestly we deserve some of the credit for this because the vacancy that jay lucas is filling is the one that was left by nolan smith leaving duke for louisville so, I think, look, there's an obvious new hierarchy at play here. It's a Duke assistant left Duke for Louisville, and then a Kentucky assistant left Kentucky to fill that spot at Duke. Ergo, Louisville number one, yep. Duke number two, Kentucky number three. That's I'm, the new pecking order. I'm
1: so, yeah, you can't. I'm, I'm sorry, people. It's just science. You can't, you can't argue with science, right?
0: You, it's basic math and science.
1: As Richard Belding said in 100,000 uh, Ways to Die in the West, science.
0: And Jay Lucas, I mean, he's the man. He was the lead recruiter for Kentucky on the five-star kids. Cason Wallace, who's coming in next year. Shaden Sharp, who we're never going to see play for UK. And Damian Collins, who's, you would assume, stepping into an elevated role next season. Like, he has been one of the guys who's kept this Kentucky recruiting giant rolling. And now he's choosing to go to Duke, which... I mean, I can't assume it's, he's doing it for a pay raise. I, I can't assume that, assume that Duke would pay him, be able to pay him more than what he's being paid at Kentucky or what Kentucky could counter with. It just sounds like he would rather go coach for uh, John Shire at Duke than coach for John Calipari at it's Kentucky, t- which is not ideal for John Calipari entering this, this era where he's kind of got to show something. He's, he's, his heels are being put to the fire more than they ever have been before in Lexington.
1: I mean, maybe he's got to call and get his kid back on staff. I mean, maybe. Just made me see, sorry, Kellogg. <laughs> I'm going to need Brad back. I apologize.
0: Will Brad come back now as the third assistant? Ooh. Here's the here's the legitimate question that's being asked. And Please, it's, oh, no, no. You know where we're going. Yes, you I know where it we're it going It just here. came
1: to my mind. Yes. Kentucky
0: has an opening now. Yes. Do they bring in Milt Wagner? Yes. Is, as as, is it 2002 all over again?
1: Oh, man. Or well, I mean, maybe bring in one this, this time. Maybe bring in DJ's, DJ's dad.
0: It's what good. if we got Nilt and they got DeWan?
1: Ooh, which it's like, one, it's like two people fighting over. What does, let's see which which one the dog goes to. DJ here, DJ if, come here, DJ. He ended
0: up committing like Washington State. He'd be yeah. like, "Screw you guys, this Might is, is ridiculous." Yeah,
1: Might it's, it's overtime elite. I'm going. I'm
0: going to the G League. I'm going to the pseudo G League. But it, it's a. It now becomes an interesting scenario oh. and. UK fan like the the fan media the UK people uh, even including our own TJ Walker and Nick Roush they've all sort of reacted to this the same way by saying like you know it's not it's not indicative of the fall of Kentucky basketball but it's not good like there's no way to spin this this is a guy who has played an instrumental role in Kentucky basketball for the last couple of years and who was set to play a big time part in this program for the next several seasons you would assume choosing to go to a team that has kind of had your number both on and off the court in recent years. Uh, Matt Jones laid out the, the stat that the, la- the the 20 times that John Calipari and coach K went head to head for recruits since, since Calipari arrived in Lexington in 09 Duke won 17 of those 20 yeah, recruiting they've battles. They've gotten the better of them on the head to And know, Duke so. has been beating Kentucky on the court when they've been playing more times than not the last few years. You had the Zion blowout. They, they beat them last year, early in the season uh, to start the season, actually on opening night. And, I think UK fans, understandably so, looked at Coach K retiring and a unproven 34-year-old taking over as the head coach at Duke as sort of a chance for them to pounce, a chance for them to move ahead of Duke in the pecking order. And now instead – Shire's got the number one and number two players in the, in the current class, according to some scouting services. He's killing it in the upcoming class, and he just took one of your primary assistants. Like, this is I mean, not great. If
1: you're Cal, I mean, are you okay with this move because you, you're going to do it? To, I mean, would you sacrifice Lucas to get D.J. Wagner by hiring Milt?
0: I can't imagine.
1: Like, I, I, I mean, it seems short-sighted, but I mean.
0: I would be. I, I know we're throwing it out there. It's a logical stone for people to jump to. Well, I would yeah. be shocked if Kentucky hires Milt Wagner. I would. I still, I still think there's a, going to end up being a spot for him on UFL staff. Um, I, I can't say that with any degree of certainty. It just seems more. There's been too much smoke about it for there not to be anything when all well, said and where, done. Where
1: does Cal go? Because he only hires his former buddies, and his buddy list is very few and far between when it comes to the coaching
0: ranks. Bring Brad back.
1: I mean, <laughs> he's already brought Orlando back. I mean, Brad. I mean, is Barbie Barbie Stone the staff, right? Or he'd move on somewhere. Tony Burberry,
0: isn't it just Chin Coleman and Orlando Antigua now, the, the full-time assistants that he just right. took from Illinois?
1: Yeah, that might be right. I guess probably he may have left already. We'll bring him back then. Tony- sure, I'm sure wherever he's a head coaches, he's not going to be there for long anyway.
0: Well, I don't think he's a head coach. I think That doesn't
1: surprise me either.
0: He's um, Well, he is. He, he's Okay, he's the head coach of Central Michigan.
1: See, he won't be there long. I'm he hasn't been fired yet.
0: Uh, they did go 7-23 and 23 last year. His, exactly. His, his first season on the job. See?
1: That's what I told you. The
0: Calipari coaching tree doing its thing.
1: You didn't, you didn't have to look this stuff up. I was already right. 7-23
0: and 23 last year. Uh, We'll see what happens. By the way, that's after a seven-year hiatus as a head coach. His last year as the head coach at Auburn was 2013-14. How did he get get that head coaching job?
1: He is the cow. what what Keats was to Patino. I mean, how does does this this guy keep
0: getting jobs? I mean, at least Keats would, like, win conference championships and go to the NCAA tournament. That's not happening with Tony Barbie. He never finished better than fifth. I take it back. He never finished. He never had a single-digit finish in the SEC when he was at Auburn. (laughs) That's awful.
1: Did he ever a winning record ever? No. No. And <laughs> then how many years? Six years. That Four. Coach? Four. I mean, and then he stopped.
0: Eleven and twenty, fifteen and sixteen, nine and twenty-three, fourteen and sixteen. That
1: was just Auburn, though, right? That's just all. What about UTEP? Did he have a winning record? He you had
0: have? one good year at UTEP where he went to the NCAA tournament. That was, was that, it. Was that that had to have been the uh, his last uh, year? Yeah. 09-10. Yeah. Yeah, and you know who saved him? Their the character. character. Yeah. Their character saved Tony Barbie's coaching career. You're welcome.: Say the game his only accomplishment. <laughs> the other, I think the other element of this that's interesting, and it's, I guess not as interesting around here because it's not about Kentucky, but Duke, may be ushering in a new era, because John Shire, you know what he just did. He went outside the Brotherhood trevor. He went Ooh, outside yeah, he the did. Brotherhood to make a hire. It's the first assistant coaching hire that a Duke head coach has made. of a uh, of a a coach who has no ties to Duke whatsoever since 1995 Tim O'Toole was the last Duke assistant that was hired that's not a member of the brotherhood uh and now John Shire in his first season as head coach is it was one thing to make a play for him now he's got him Jay Lucas has no ties to Duke so this is
1: played at Texas I believe right didn't he he bounced around played at Florida but didn't he start? I think he, I think he bounced. Didn't he bounce around a couple times? I don't think so. I thought he did. I could be
0: wrong. Um, because I, I, remember he was the big. He was
1: the recruit with Patterson.
0: Right. The, that the UK was always get, talking yeah. about. It. I'm pretty confident he just played four seasons at, at Florida, um, and then got into you know whatever he's going to do. Uh, I could be wrong. We'll see. Um, let me check it out.
1: Of course, his dad being John, the the,
0: the internet here is not strong. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, You're right. He played. Uh, he okay. played his first season at Florida, and then two seasons at Texas, and then went to the NBA, where he was undrafted.
1: Yeah, I thought he transferred. I could. I, I, I don't
0: remember that at all. I guess it's just he, he was under.
1: Good. Well, he didn't make an impact at all. That's why you don't remember. There yeah. was no reason to remember because he was his career was very, uh, yeah, underachieving. Well, especially I mean, compared to his dad, who was a was an All American.
0: So, Duke doing this like it, it kind of says to me, John Shire, and I. Credit to him. I mean, it's it's a bold move Started to be – Started when he kicked
1: the grandson off the team.
0: Well, I don't think – okay. <laughs> is the split between Kay and Shire widening now, the rift between these two Duke legends? But, I mean, he's 34. He's never done this before. He's He knows what people are saying about him. I think he knows that any sort of rattling of the cage or not upholding the Coach K status quo is going to not sit well with a large segment of his fan base and yet and still here he is venturing out and doing something that, that Mike Krzyzewski was unwilling to do over the last you know, almost 30 years that he was a- at Duke. It's – I don't know exactly what it means, but it's certainly a sign of of, of things being different for that program moving forward. Like, one, it's not going to be the, the Coach K way and nothing else. We're going to be stringent. We're going to be just doing things exactly like he did it.
1: One positive for this for him is that despite the success and, and – and, you know, following the Duke has their fans are fake anyway, and they do not are not really going to care. Very true. They—they they really don't give a bleep unless you're going to win, or you're gonna, and you're bringing in recruits. And he's so far, at least done half of that with what he's done with you saying up the class this year, and even looking at next year. they Duke. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a commuter school to be, have almost to begin with. I mean, I know it's not officially, but
0: well, it's not a commuter school. Well, but, but it's, I
1: mean, it's just—it's—it's it's an insulated school. But I mean by that is the fan—the fan base is a commuter fan base. Like they're, they're sidewalk. They're going to follow, yeah. However you want to use the term. The fanboys, you know, that, that's what they are, and they're they're, they're going to care, but they care they win. Then it'll have the loyalty like you have here at Louisville. Or you're going to have a UK, and so it, it, you can get away with doing that if you're young. as long as you're going to win. Now you come out and you go, you know, you know, like you know, '95, you know, before you know, K got the back injury, you know, air quote back injury. Remember it was '96 with Cherokee Park's team. Then then you get some stress.
0: Now John Calipari's put out a statement about this just now. Okay, yesterday. Jay informed me he was taking a promotion at another school. Hmm. A promotion? Oh, not so, not going to well, use the name of the school? Will okay. he be
1: associate head coach now? Is that what we're saying?
0: I asked where and when, and he told me Duke. He expected me to be mad. I support what he thinks he is is best for his family. He's been loyal, terrific on the road, and great for our players, and I want what's best for him, so I'm good with it. I'm not surprised that there was interest in Jay because there is always interest in our staff. This year, all of our assistants have been approached by about other opportunities. When you have a great staff, that's what happens, exclamation point. Letting it be known in the very first line that this was a promotion and not like a, a tit for tat, like this is a level playing field. He's just – because that was the, the Matt Jones and the other UK media, they all came out and said, like, this is – He's making the move just because he wants to go to Duke. It's not going to be more money. It's not going to be an elevated title. And Cal's coming out and basically saying, well, you guys are wrong. He's doing this for more money. No, I
1: think Cal's basically admitting that Duke is a better school than Kentucky. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he's pretty much saying under the radar. He's for he's saying a promotion because going to Duke is a better school than being a Kentucky. It's the
0: same exact job, same exact money, but it's still a promotion.
1: That's because Duke is better than Kentucky. That's what Cal's saying right there. There you go. Cal's uh, telling you that. Man. You just, people are just not, not seeing it.
0: Texture says Jay Lucas going to Duke is essentially karma for Kentucky poaching two of Illinois' assistants.
1: Well, I mean, early on team was one. It barely was poaching. That was just him coming back. Texture says You can hear on these airways on the promo. Texture promo.
0: says the John Shire 30 for 30. Breaking the Brotherhood. <laughs> breaking the Brotherhood. <laughs> What if? We,
1: yeah, I you gotta I, get Hogan doing the voice on that one. I'm
0: joking about this. I want this to be a real thing. Like, I want Coach K to come out after like no, like November 15th after they played like one week, and he's like, I no longer want to be associated with Duke basketball. I
1: mean, K has to give the stamp approval of approval on this, right? I mean, this is why we didn't go there and go after Tommy. I'm was, telling
0: you, Shire's going rogue. <laughs> He's going rogue. He's doing his own he's thing. He's not even
1: answering K's phone calls anymore. K's wearing
0: Carolina blue and going to games in Chapel Hill by December. Oh, it's happening. Him and Roy He's Wade. done. He's, he's out.
1: out. Roy Williams are eating ice cream cones on the, on the, behind the bench.
0: He's out. He's wearing a Jordan jersey. He's going to the games. He's <laughs> Jordan throwback.
1: What if, what if Coach K just goes to the U.K. now? It's just, <laughs> takes, takes the spot. It'd be wonderful.
0: <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. Do um, you, you think
1: they're going to go after Jay right now? Again. <laughs> why not? Third time's a chart, right? It's all connected. <laughs> that's
0: that's why Jay Wright mysteriously retired. He wants that UK assistant job. Uh, we'll take a break when we come back. We've not touched on the Thornton Sex line very much. Hit us up, 502-414-1450. We'll read some of your texts and answer some of your questions coming up in hour number two. We are out here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. Stop by and see us. We'll be here until about 540 when we'll hand the reins over to Bats Baseball. Hour number two is on the way next. The Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, the Big X. Be someone. Be someone. Be someone.
1: Mustang Sally.
0: back in, hour number two of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. We are live from Oxmoor Ford Lincoln here off Shelbyville Road. Stop by and see us. They've got a fantastic selection of new Fords, and if you don't find what you're looking for, let them custom order your new Ford today and get $1,000 rebate on top of all the other rebates. Again, we'll be here until 540. Stop by and see Trevor Kelsey live and out in the wild, looking fantastic. We've got uh, Louisville baseball tonight, big-time series starting against Clemson. First pitch is going to be six o'clock out at Jim Patterson Stadium. They're welcoming back the 2002 Louisville baseball team that was the first to ever make the NCAA tournament, the only team to make the NCAA tournament before Dan McDonald okay. got here in 2007. Anybody
1: from before Chris, Chris Dominguez in 2005. Well, Mark
0: Church was the All American on that team. Was
1: he? Okay. Have, have we got? Are, are, is there any space left on the outfield wall for All Americans? Remember when they we started doing that and they were like. We're going to put the All-American picture on the outfit wall, and now it's gotten to the point where the entire wall is just covered. Yeah,
0: every single year you got a new one. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I mean, we might have to start thinking about it. I mean, it's a great idea and it was cool, but I don't know if we really expected us to be as good as we were going to be. even.
0: Yeah, they may have to to make some sort of different arrangement. Uh, Louisville, if you're wondering tonight, they're going to give the ball to Jared Poland as their Friday night starter. It's the second straight Friday night game that he started. He pitched really well. Last week against NC State, he only, like aside from two pitches to Tommy Tanks that I think were hit like a combined 9,000 feet, he pitched <laughs> really, really well. It, it seems like if he gets another quality start tonight against a red-hot Clemson team, I think you feel pretty good about Dan McDonald uh, finding his Friday night starter, or Roger Williams finding his Friday night starter, um, which is something that Louisville desperately needs. You, you've got to find at least one guy who can keep somebody at bay for five, six innings, give you a quality start, and not overwork this bullpen and overwork this offense because Louisville's offense is Louisville's offense is national championship quality they rank in the top 10 in virtually every single important offensive statistic and the starting pitching is I mean not St. Matthews League quality right now like they are just getting blown up every single weekend and having to win every game it feels like 15 to 11 or 17 to 12 and they're always playing from behind but if they can if they can win this series against a Clemson team that comes in as one of the hottest teams, not just in the ACC, but the entire country, I think it it portends very, very good things for next month and the remainder of this season. So three games against Clemson this weekend. First tonight, 6 o'clock is the first pitch. Go Cards. Let's get this What's done. What's really
1: good that you mentioned that I missed? It. I, may, I may have spaced out for a second. The Clemson's well, they average, I guess. They are
0: They're one of the hottest teams in the country. That's um, oh, not good. Yeah, they've, they've been playing probably the best baseball of, of any team in the ACC. And – maybe the best of any team in the country they well, come
1: it's not good for them because that's about to come to an end
0: I love that yeah <laughs> I, I like I like that you flipped it a little bit there uh, I mean Clemson's. they're always a quality opponent but they come in last week they played uh, who's their series against they played Florida State who gave us all sorts of hell and they beat they took two out of three from them the only loss was three to four they have won I believe nine of their last 12 games they 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 took a series from Wake Forest, who's battling with us for the Atlantic Division. The ACC standings overall are ridiculously uh, consistent. Like you've got a whole lot of parity in this conference this year, and we are we're right there battling for an Atlantic Division nice. title. Um, the Current update of the standings: us and Notre Dame are tied right now at 11 and seven, atop the league standings. NC State right behind. They've played two more games, but they're 11 and nine, and then Florida State 11 and 10, Wake Forest 10 and 11. Clemson six and eleven, but they're twenty and eight overall, and they've been playing much much better these last few weeks. And then over in the coastal, Miami's kind of starting to run away with a little with a little bit, uh, with a sixteen and five record. They are four games clear of Virginia Tech, who's My, in second place.
1: Miami's highest rated, and ranked, or whatever. But I know there's like nine polls. But, I know, but Miami seems to be the yeah. They, they look like they're having a, what you would expect a Miami baseball season to be.
0: Yeah, and they're number three in the country right now, according yeah, to the the D1Baseball.com poll. Tennessee, if you're wondering, is the number one team in America, Are they? followed by Oregon State. Uh, Southern Miss, who
1: – Oregon State won it a few years back, if I remember they've
0: right. They've won it multiple times. Yeah. They've won it back-to-back years and then again, I think uh, a couple of years ago. But Louisville right now is the third highest ranked team out of the ACC at number 16 in that D1Baseball.com poll. Virginia is the second highest ranked. I take it back, Virginia Tech is, is the second-highest ranked at 7, and then Virginia is at 11, which would make us the fourth-highest ranked team in the conference, but, not, but the highest ranked in the Atlantic Division.
1: But we haven't played Virginia or Virginia Tech yet, have we? That's
0: coming next week. Oh, we get Virginia, I think, to end the regular season. I, I think we play Virginia Tech, too, um, after this. I know it's a tough, tough schedule to end the regular season for us. but Bring them. Hey, By the time you, we get to them, we're going to be ready. We're gonna find out a whole lot about ourselves. Oh, yeah. yeah, we play. We're Clemson this week, and then at Wake Forest, who's right there, yeah, two right games the behind pack, us yep. uh, in the in the division standings, and then at Virginia Tech, and then at home against Virginia to round out the season. So, on one hand, right now it looks like we're not a regional host if the tournament started today, and we can gone
1: by fast.
0: We, we can improve that if we beat all of these quality opponents and, and have a, a solid record. On the other, you're let's be real, let's talk honestly about this. You're not assured a spot in the NCAA tournament if you don't handle this quality competition the yeah. right way in this last month of the season. So there's a, a lot to be gained, but also a lot to be lost here in these next four weeks. Have we,
1: is Coach McDonald has, he hasn't missed the playoffs back to back years, has he? Since it's been in Louisville?
0: I don't believe so. I think because the, the only Cause time the he'd missed first it, first year was.
1: He missed his – no, he won his first year, didn't he? No, that he was, went to the College World Series his yeah, first sure. year. Yeah, I couldn't remember if that was his first or second year. The first – the though. only uh,
0: – up until I think last year, the only time he'd missed the NCAA tournament was when they changed the bats and we, like, failed to adjust, which I believe was, like, 2010. Um, Sounds about right. It was, it was relatively early on in his tenure. And, like, we just – he came out and said, like, we – the style of play that we were playing didn't fit with the new bats and the less power, and so they went into this new – Super aggressive on the base pass. Just you know, we, we led the nation and hit by pitches a bunch, and from like 2012 through 2016, and now the the game has kind of changed back a little bit, and, and we've talking, adjusted well.
1: I was always thinking for some reason that the, uh, that the college world series run was the second year. I don't
0: know why. It was the first year. Oh seven.
1: Was it, I thought he got here in 05, though, 06. He got here in 07. All right. I'll, play, very I'll first, trust you. Very
0: first year we went to the College World I'll Series.
1: I'll trust you. I, I just remember him bringing in Chris from, you know, from Miami as a transfer, and that was one of the big keys.
0: It was a big deal. Yeah. Because <laughs> they've been good the year. I mean, you forget. like They've been good the year before. They were supposed to be even better his first year uh, in 07. They snuck in. They were the three-seed in that Columbia Regional in Missouri, and there was a lot of thought that – I mean, they all talked about it. Art Carmody put together a great piece on Card Chronicle a few years ago where he interviewed – like all, almost all the players from that team. I mean, that was a
1: loaded team when you talk yeah, about special Yeah, and, and they, they
0: did a like an oral history type thing, and they all said we showed up for the selection show thinking we probably weren't going to get in. And then we saw like the video guy and the SID guy show up with cameras, and they're like, well, they're not doing this if we're not going to get in. So we all kind of thought like at that point we're probably going to at least make the tournament, and they did, and they, they took full advantage. Uh, Thornton's text lines is 502-414-1450. Uh, the, the, b- b- before I take a text, and I only am going to do this because I just saw a text come in about this. If you remember, Probably it's so either. rarely that I call things on the show. But I think it was Tuesday. We talked about Nigel Pack, the Kansas State transfer, getting the bag from Miami, going down there, getting the deal. From oh, the, yeah, yeah. Getting the deal where he was going to be paid $400,000 uh, know, for, for two seasons, so a total of $800,000. Plus a car. And I, plus a car. And I said, watch what Isaiah Wong does now. Because he's clearly better than Nigel Pack. Oh, yeah. He was the star of a Miami team that almost went to the Final Four this year.
1: The last two years he's been their best player.
0: No no question about it. Yeah. He's testing the NBA draft waters, but it sounds like he's probably, you know, going to be second-round pick at best. Mm-hmm. Would not be shocked at all if he wants to come back to school. And how do you say to, to Isaiah Wong? well, your NIL deal is not as significant as this kid from Kansas State who scored, you know, about as many points as you did on a – awful Wildcat team, and you're coming back. to. And so last night, Isaiah Wong's agent, who is the same agent who represents Nigel Pack?
1: Still baffles me the human agent.
0: I mean, who could have who could have foreseen something like this happening? Yeah. It comes out last night that he says, I'm testing the waters, but if my NIL deal does not improve, I'm entering the transfer portal. And,
1: and he basically just
0: says, I'm up for sale. Exactly. I
1: mean, this is – I mean, how long, how long now – I mean, how long we've had nil now? Less than a year, and now we're getting our first real pretty much public free agency. Just agent straight conference. up free agency. Yeah, I mean, we, we knew when when the nil went through that that was going to be, you know, kind of an under-the-table thing, and you knew it was going to be happening, but, you know, it was going to be kind of like, you know, Drugs a Dead concert. You know, we know everyone's doing it, but let's just not make it public. Wong is like, screw it. Yeah. Like, you know what, I'm done. I'm, Caller hit me up. I am for sale.
0: And you, coaches love this thing. And you know the
1: cost because you have to compare it to kind of to what, what uh, well, Nigel back, well, yeah, the, what I mean, back that, guy. No,
0: that's the entire thing yeah. is he's saying if you're bringing in this kid who's not as good as I am, who's not a member of this program, who hasn't done anything for Miami basketball, and you're paying him less than what I'm being paid, uh-uh, it ain't going to fly. And I mean, coaches, Trevor, coaches love this situation where they're in negotiation with a, another coach who has the exact same agent because they know exactly what the details are. They know exactly what they can say. And so, th- and so this guy, who, what's his name, Ruiz, the, the billionaire who's funding all this stuff? Yeah, he owns
1: like he, – here's the best part. He owns like a cigarette outlet shop, which, by the way – It's like, if, does he? Uh, yeah, it's called Cigarettes to Go or something.
0: Is that how he's made his fortune? That's, it's,
1: yeah. It's almost, John
0: Ruiz is his name. Look, so he <laughs> comes out last night and says straight up, which it's hilarious that we're talking about this because you're right. It's moved so quickly. But he says straight up, Isaiah's under contract. We don't rene- <laughs> we don't renegotiate. Was his exact statement. And you know who would like to take Isaiah Wong. <clears throat> Little card.
1: I mean, we talk what did we talk about. Sengo, we need a perimeter guy with like a ball handler to go with it. He's so good, he would be a great fit. I mean, of course, he'd come here and probably shoot like 20% from three. Now, I don't think he would, he's but, he's incredible. And I mean, he is also, he can't go back to Miami up. now with this, right? I mean, unless he, they
0: give him a better deal, but even
1: if they give him the better deal, that's the team chemistry. He's going to go in the locker room and say, Hey, buddy, sorry about that. You suck more than me, so I have to owe me more money than you. Hey, let's go out there and play, though, right? I've seen a bunch of people I mean, posting, he you can't do it.
0: I've seen a bunch of people posting the, that clip from with Jonah Hill from The Wolf of Wall Street where it's like it's like Isaiah Wong meeting up, like like talking to this new guy on the team where he you know, he eats at the diner and he's like, I'm just I'm trying to put it put it together. Like you live we live in the same building, you drive this nice oh, car, yes. like, how much money are you making? I
1: was worried about what scene you might have been referring to. There's somebody. No, 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 no. <laughs> how much
0: money are you making? Like that that has to be Isaiah Wong and now he knows exactly what Nigel Pack's getting paid. And
1: by the way, cigarette racing is what that guy owes.
0: Props to him. We
1: can't but so uh, I guess he wouldn't be any good with us because Kentucky and Louisville, that they put a restriction on things like uh, the Nils for places like cigarette tobacco sales, didn't they not?
0: I not to my knowledge. I know
1: I know Mitch Barnhart did when Kentucky came out. They they basically said you can't do alcohol, you can't do cigarettes, and
0: well, whatever. They, mean, I'm sure that'll change. Yeah. If I'm because Miami's clearly been the biggest player in this so far. You know they signed. I don't. Do you know who the Cavender twins are?
1: Yeah, I I only know it because when they signed, it was I saw the the tweets about it. Other than that, I would know do with these
0: people. So if you don't know, they're they were they're twin female basketball players uh, who had been at Fresno State. They have like 18 million TikTok followers and Instagram followers, and not shockingly, they're they're attractive female basketball players who are pretty good. But I think the attractiveness is probably the bigger lure. And so when they entered the transfer portal, everybody knew that they were just trying to get a significant amount of money, and guess where they wound up going? Miami. Miami Miami gets the kid from Arkansas State that UK had thought they were going to get. The same guy we talked
1: about is the one that's paying all these people. Exactly. John
0: Ruiz, he's he's making this happen. So here's what I'm doing. If I'm the parent of a kid who's like a five-star prospect right now or a highly touted transfer, Miami's going on my list because that ups the value right there. I'm saying I'm choosing – if Miami hasn't talked to me and I'm down to Kentucky and Kansas, I'm saying – it's Kentucky, it's Kansas, or it's Miami, because you know you got to up the bag now.
1: I mean, Miami football. I mean, if you're a Miami Hurricane fan, I mean, you've got to be thinking. We, we, I mean, we can't be that far away from football bringing and being started being loaded again in town. You think so? Like, I mean,
0: although they've tried everything else under under the moon for the last like 25 years and it hasn't worked.
1: I mean, but now they can like, officially. I mean, when they were when they weren't, you know, when they were under the table, you know, paying kids. And bringing in money is when they were, you know, dominating and they had the, the swag in the U Arab. So, I mean, this is, I know I've brought this up before, but the day no happened, I said, just mark it down. The U part three starts right now.
0: I, I mean, it's straight up. I mean, be this, a great this, is, for this is pay for play. Like, the, the, what the NCAA oh, yeah, is trying to trying. avoid, it's not, and this is not a name, image, likeness deal. This is straight up negotiating pay for yeah. play. And you knew it was going to happen. I don't think people maybe suspected that it would happen this quickly or this out in the open. But that's where we are, and, and so if blatant. it winds up leading us, leading to us getting Isaiah along, I'm all for it.
1: And they, they blatantly are. I mean, the, the, the point was was with the nils, you can't use it. You can use it once a player is signed, but you can't use it to get a player to sign, i.e., recruit. Well, you can. Well, you're not supposed to. I
0: know, but you can.
1: I'm just saying you're we're not seeing supposed that to straight up. But I mean, how long did that last? I mean, it was like didn't even bother trying to avoid it very long, and to the point where, like I said, we're less than a year now, and we've gotten even past the whole. You know, elephant in the room thing. Now we're just blatantly saying, hey, I'm for sale. Bids up. Come on, sit my agent up.
0: That's, I yeah. mean, it's,
1: whew, I mean, Aladdin had it best. It's a whole new world.
0: But if you're <laughs> given the current state of things, because people are like, like texture said, would you take Wong given all this drama? How can you blame Isaiah Wong? I mean,
1: drama with Miami, not with us. <laughs> how
0: can you blame I mean, he is like, he has every right to do this. Yeah. I would be doing the exact same thing. If I'm saying, like I'm better than this kid. I and mean, how many how many people listening to the show right now knew who Nigel Pack was during the college basketball season? Like I I was aware of him. I don't think I watched him play one second. I didn't think about him. Like when, he probably has never been mentioned on the show, and wouldn't have been mentioned had he not had this happen to him. Honestly, when you
1: said his name, I thought you were talking about the guy from the other guys, the the, the character that was trying to rip off the uh, the cops. His name was Nigel something. That's what I thought you were talking about.
0: I mean, he's a top seventy five ish player in college basketball, and he's getting. $800,000 to play two seasons in Miami. And if you're Isaiah Wong and you're saying, look, I'm clearly a top 30 player in college basketball. Yeah. And let's let's be clear. I've been doing my thing at Miami for three seasons. I just led us to our best, I, 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 our first appearance in a regional final in the history of the program. Yeah. I was the guy who made that happen. And you're telling me this kid from Kansas State who's not as good as I am is going to make, uh, we don't know exactly what Isaiah Wong's getting, but he's under contract according to John Ruiz. He's going to make more than I'm making. No, then like, i goes to say I'll take my skill somewhere else. I, if this is the way it's going to be, like I don't blame him for like trying he, to leverage he, this.
1: But being the fact he's under contract, if he does leave and go to another school for no reasons, can said player can the guy at Miami sue him for breach of contract?
0: No, because that's not how it works now. With with college athletes, the NIL deals, if you leave, if you transfer to another school, everything just evaporates. There's no like you can't put in contract. What's
1: the point of the contract.
0: Well, it's only. The contract can only be enforced if you're at the school that you're that you're signing with, that you're signing the deal for. If you break, like, there's no like, once you transfer, everything just evaporates. It's done. It's clean. Well, I
1: hope it's, these guys aren't paying the money up front to these athletes. I hope they're making sure they wait till the end of the year. Well, the then I think of. I
0: think then you would have to get your money back. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure that that's the way it would work. Like the uh, the offer, the deal, all the the contract is only enforceable if the player performs at that school during that that given athletic season. Um, I, I mean, you do, but like in a in a situation like. Remember Shaden sharp. Got a car at UK, and he's he was driving around that Lambo around Lexington for a few months. Can't get that back. Like that's that's done. He did that. It's over. Like that was.
1: Well, he didn't keep. It. He's probably just leasing it though. I would think, right? Still, yeah, like
0: you, you, I mean, you got fleeced in that deal. Like yeah. he he didn't play a single game for UK, uh, and is not going to play a single game for UK. So it's all, it's all a very very strange thing. Um, but there you go. Uh Texas Dude,
1: we to talk to your Ford to get uh, Kenny Wong some, moon, some money over here. Isaiah. Isaiah, who cares? Kenny Wong? Kenny Wong. we you thinking Woo Woo Woo, Kenny Woo from Kenny D2? Woo, yeah.
0: I knew you loved D2. Uh, Texas says I'm having a beer for you, you for you boys in Cincinnati today. Appreciate it. Thank you. We need you to have, if you're going to the Reds game, about I have a few. 85 beers. I thought
1: they were on the road this week.
0: I don't even know. I'll they're, be, they're I'll be the, honest. I know
1: they're playing the Rockies tonight, right? I, I've
0: checked out. I don't care.
1: You've you've checked out that much.
0: They're three and sixteen, Trevor. I know, I know
1: it's an eight forty first pitch.
0: Did you see the stats today? They rank like they're at oh, yeah. They're in Colorado. Yeah. They're dead last in virtually every major stat. And somebody was like, "Well, you you didn't." Somebody was like you didn't include. Uh, uh, I, I think strikeouts, or no, fielding percentage, so I'm assuming they're better. They, the guys, like, they're actually tied for last in fielding percentage, so no. I mean, I
1: guess they have three wins. The, mo- the second worst to them would be six, which is like Baltimore and someone else I think has six wins as well. I want them to lose out. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's – I'm done. Meanwhile, Toronto won again last night. Uh, Ale- uh, Alec Man- uh, Mano, who I want to tell you is going to be the sure Cy Young winner. Four-no, by the way. The Jays are fun as hell. I mean, we are <laughs> – we're half game back from the your boy in the Yankees because the- – uh, they played. We played one more game. but uh, Just took another 3-1 series over Boston. Suck it, TJ. Now going back down to Houston to, to take them again. We already took two out of three from them earlier this month. It's going to be fun. I cannot wait.
0: Um, A lot of people are, have been texting in to say, I mean, I will. I, I'll get there. I just need, look, I need the Reds to keep me interested until like June. They couldn't even make it to like mid-April. They couldn't even
1: make it out of the first week.
0: I'm grieving still. I'm grieving. <laughs> I'm angry. I don't want it, whatever. Uh, a lot of people are saying it sounds like you're talking into like a tin cup. What, what are you going to do? I am. We're on remote. It's, gonna, it, it's the way it's going to be. It's the
1: way I sound. What, what, what are, you, are you people making fun of my voice? That's not cool, man. That's <laughs> how I sound normally. <laughs>
0: Texter says, I'm looking at the – these are texts from, I guess, KRC. I'm going through the beginning.
1: No, you got to love the can. I saw so we had, we I, before I went to bed last night. We had a ton of texts, and a few of them did.
0: They were mentioning the lines taking your boy. Yeah. yeah,
1: stealing the Jameson Williams. Who crazy to think about that? I know he went. To, I know he's he's listed from Alabama, but three wide receivers in a row. All three were on the Ohio State staff just two years ago. James Williams just transferred to Alabama last year out of Ohio State because he couldn't get on the field oh, really? above Garrett Wilson and Chris uh, Olave uh, or whatever his name is. So I mean, you got it. Thank you. So, I mean, I know it doesn't count, but, I mean, Austin basically had three receivers go 10, 11, and 12 in the draft. That's pretty that's nuts. That's insane.
0: You guys know how to recruit.
1: I mean, that's like, you know, Georgia having five defensive players taken last, uh, last night in the first round. And if you want to be technical about it with that or kind of play the James Williams game, you could say six because of the kid from Florida State Jeez. who couldn't get on the field at Georgia, so he went to Florida State and became a first-round pick.
0: I've got one last thing on the the Duke staff, and I'll go back to the text line. Both of us now, we are older than three of the four main coaches at Duke. You are significantly older than, than three of them. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah. So they've
0: got – John Shire's 34. I, I'm
1: older, yeah, yeah.
0: Chris Carowell is the only one who's older than us. He's 44. And still, like, it, it feels like Chris Carowell – like, we both watched him play when we were – Who? Chris Carowell played at Duke. Okay, yeah, then. Like we, like, we both watched him play when we were, like, not children. Like, we were of age when, when Chris Carowell was, was doing his thing for Duke. Jay Lucas is 33.
1: Sorry, they got Elton John playing in the background
0: here. <laughs> okay, let's, let's focus. Yeah. Jay Lucas is thirty-three. Yeah. Emil Jefferson's twenty-eight.
1: Oh, Emil Jefferson—he's yeah, young. I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah. So the
0: uh, like the no, cover your ears, UK fans. I could
1: almost be Emil's dad. C- cover your <laughs> cover your ears,
0: UK fans. The brand in college basketball is Duke, and three of their four major coaches are younger than I am. Don't care for that. Don't don't like that insane. one bit. There's not one part of me that enjoys that.
1: I mean, that's. Well, a little, I, mean, I guess our. Step, I mean, no one's younger than us, right? Yeah, younger. He's younger than me. I know. Younger that. than
0: me. Uh, By a couple years.
1: Kenny's obviously older than me. Um,
0: Kenny's older. Um,
1: how? How's the Oregon guy? I don't even know.
0: He's older. He's got to be.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was doing college. I think school. he
0: graduated college in two thousand. Yeah, is what it said. And then, uh, um, oh, he's not
1: that much older than because I was I graduated high school in '98, so I mean, I
0: graduated in '03.
1: So I would have been technically, if I'd gone straight to college, theoretically, I would have said '02. So he's got to be, he's got to be in his early 40s.
0: I didn't like when because when David Padgett was the interim, I'm like four months older than David, I think. Yeah, I'm older than David, and I just remember being like, I thought I had, I thought I had like 15 years left before no, I had to worry about is this. There,
1: is there much worse like when you start getting to the point where you're, and I know we're both at that when you, when you start realizing you were that much older than the, the, the kids you're rooting for at U like I know we've we've passed that.
0: It does change old. things. Yeah, it, it
1: gets weir- it gets almost like yeah. Because when I mean, you're growing up, I mean you're eight, nine, ten years old, and you're looking at these sixteen, seven. They they don't they don't you know they don't feel like they're seven years older. They? they feel like they're you know adults, they're heroes, right? You know, and then you get to very quickly you start realizing, man, I'm I'm ten. I could be this guy's. I could babysit this kid. I could. I mean, there's kids now. I mean, I could be their. I'm gonna be the dad. You
0: could. <laughs> A different dynamic for sure. Oh man, uh, it might be you never know. Takes that I'm joining the show late. Most importantly, is the RV streak still alive? Now we are at remote. Does that they... count? I mean, I think it kind of does. You I mean, did... here's you... the... Trevor does not, you don't have any food though.
1: I mean, I don't, and I'm hungry too. My stomach's actually like starting to growl a little bit over here. Uh, I mean, here's the thing I had to, I'm driving on a donut in a, in a, in a tire with a leak on it because of last night's incident. Uh, as a result of last night and the delay, I had to go. I had to wait till the day to get the equipment from the studio. So, I mean, I had to go all the way up to Indiana and pick up the equipment and get down here in time to get everything set up. So, I didn't have time to. I didn't have time to stop and get like a soda. I went into the concession, the the great uh, customer lounge they have here, which is really nice, uh, and picked me up some Gatorades in the machine for the show. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think I think we should get like a pause on the on the streak, maybe. Otherwise, it ended at what thirteen? Ooh, unlucky thirteen. Uh, Last night, yesterday was 13, wasn't it? I think so. Yesterday was 13. Yeah. yeah. Should we let the Texas decide, or what's the
0: – I mean, I, I don't know. Are
1: you going to do a poll on Twitter? Does the streak count as we run remote? <laughs>
0: um, I am – I'm just now reading Hunter Dickinson, who's going back to Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's a big that. guy at the center, yeah. He's calling out Texas Tech coach Mark Adams. Why? I think this has something to do with – a
1: tournament. Did, no.
0: No, Terrence Shannon, I think this is about – because Terrence Shannon just announced today, former Texas Tech star, that he's going to um, Illinois. Okay. And there had been some rumors that he was going to Michigan, but he picked Illinois. And so Hunter Dickinson tweets at Mark Adams and says, at Coach Adams TTU is a coward. How are you going to deny a kid the chance to play where he wanted to go? Were you really under that much pressure by your boosters to not sign off on him to take summer classes there to be able to graduate even after he announced he's not coming back? He then goes on, you should be ashamed of yourself for using your power over a kid to prevent him from going where he wanted to just because you wanted him to stay at your school. Recruits and their families know that if you go to Texas Tech and don't like it, you might not be able to go where you want.
1: Two things. Whew. One, 100 spicy. Degrees. One, I, I'd be curious to see how much, I mean, does anybody block anybody from going anywhere nowadays? I didn't think they did. Or if they, even if they were allowed to, I didn't think they did. Two, Hunter Dickerson, I, one thing that annoys me is people try to use social media to call people out publicly. See, that's a problem. How thing. else can he do it? Call the guy. Call, is he
0: going to call Mark Adams? Yeah, call Mark
1: Adams. I think this is fine. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not okay with that, that. There's a reason why you probably choked Hunter Dickerson because you have no spine. What do you mean he choked? Did they give me the second round?
0: I mean, he's a pretty good player. <laughs> yeah,
1: if he's that good, he'd go to the NBA.
0: Well, he's a good what, college player. Why
1: don't you blame the NBA too? I'm not a big fan of the the, the public shaming.
0: It's not pub- I mean, I think it's him expressing an opinion. Like I think that's, no, he's, that's totally he knows fine. what
1: he's doing. He's trying to call out. You think Mark
0: to- Adams is going to take a call from Hunter Dickinson?
1: No, but but he's going. He's trying to get him. He's trying to get social, the media mob after him, and that's what he's trying to do. Why
0: shouldn't he? If he thinks that this is the wrong thing that's going on,
1: if that's, if there's truth to it.
0: Sounds like he thinks there is. No. If he thinks he is, like, what's wrong with trying to get some people what, behind your call? But if it turns
1: clause? out it's not true, then what, what's your opinion on it? Well,
0: that then, then he's just making stuff up?
1: <laughs> yeah, Then he's doing, yeah.
0: I think it'd be very strange <laughs> to just make that up out of the blue. It'd be a very odd or hill to he, die. Or huh? he
1: could just be acting without thinking things through. I'm
0: sure he's talking to the kid himself. I think he and Terrence Shannon have a relationship. I'm sure he's hearing his story and he's taken up for it.
1: I mean, I'd be surprised if my Adams would block him from going anywhere. Why would he?
0: Sounds like he wanted him to stay at Texas Tech.
1: I thought you didn't, but didn't he transferring somewhere else? He's still going to Illinois because yeah. he couldn't
0: get into Michigan's summer school program. Apparently, because his like coach a, wouldn't sign off on it.
1: Maybe it's a Michigan issue. Maybe your summer school tactics are a little too strong. That's not what
0: he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't know any of this if he hadn't tweeted it out. Texas says he's Kentucky a stepping stone coaching school now. Clearly, yeah, that's obvious. No way around it. Yeah. Uh, Texas Glenn could also Caleb Glenn could also be trying to up his NBA stock. I know it's early and he hasn't played a college game, but if he goes and kills it in Indiana next year, he might shoot up whatever your mock draft may not mean much, but every small advantage can help. I
1: mean, he could do that when, he's, when you're of L
0: though. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean if he plays fantastic, he's, he's
1: – I mean, he's. Either good. way, he's got to go pretty much go to college for one year. So, I mean
0: – Texas says, Trevor defending Trevor Bauer, yikes. Just because it wasn't enough to prosecute in the legal system doesn't mean there isn't enough to suspend him.
1: Not for two years. That's, that's
0: no. I'm kind of more on your side there. Like, I, I think if
1: – Like, when it was still questionable, I get it. But when now that everything's been dropped and been for a while –
0: if the cuz the details that are out there right now like they're 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 weird and gross don't get me wrong yeah. but they're not worth a 2 year long suspension and if 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 Manfred has more information than we know he need, he needs to be pretty transparent yeah. about that like you need to, to put it out there you can't just suspend a guy for 2 years and say like well you guys don't know everything and like that that can't fly like if no one wants And to I'm not sh- a Trevor Bauer defender. I mean I'm not I mean
1: yeah I mean I have read the stuff I mean it was I mean the dudes obviously goes by the beat of his own drum. But, there were some
0: stories in Cincinnati, too. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm sure there's been stories all around. And But the thing is, if no one wants to sign them because of the issues, then that's one thing. But to say you can't sign them, that's where I just feel like baseball is kind, of, kind of going over the line a little bit there. And if there is a reason why they're saying it, then, yeah, then tell us. There's, right. there's something. I mean, you can't just keep it private because otherwise it's just making you look like – bunch of bullies
0: new stuff has, has come to light man new stuff has come to light and I'm
1: curious how whether that could be because Trevor Bowers is the point where he's now suing the woman because of this
0: yeah I I didn't see that he's,
1: he's actually suing her over uh because you know it, it, for, for her, you know her lawsuit has caused him to be suspended for two years um supposedly if there's not something else out there
0: the Texas says an Arby's and IL deal will steal the deal for will steal the deal for Hunter <laughs> We, I mean, now do we lose it because you've broken the streak?
1: <laughs> in my defense, there is no. Well, I guess there's an Arby's around here. It's a little farther down. It's too late. It's done. <laughs>
0: it's over. Um, take a break,
1: what. I'm going to Arby's. I might not be here at the beginning of the next segment.
0: I tell you what, let's, let's take a break. Trevor won't go to Arby's. It's not going to happen. There's nope. no way you can make it back in four minutes. But we'll, I'm sticking out for a cigarette. <laughs> we'll read more of your text coming up here after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show live from Oxmoor Ford Lincoln here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Uh-huh. Welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show, hour number two, rolling on here on a Friday from Oxmoor Ford Lincoln off Shelbyville Road. Stop in here, give Trevor Kelsey a, a fist pound, and then go buy a car. They've got plenty of Fords here, everything you could possibly desire. They got trucks, they got cars, they got everything. It's it's a fantastic showroom. We love it here. We're having a blast. We brought them some salsas. What better gift can you have on a Friday? salsa Sauceritas. Trevor's had it, I think, 17 days in a row now for dinner. <laughs> Close to. He's got a time-tested rotation now. Arby's for lunch, Sauceritas for dinner. He doesn't miss a day. Uh, how many days has it been in a row now for Salsaritas?
1: Uh Which day was my birthday? Tuesday. So, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three days in a row.
0: Did DiMaggio have another streak you going know, on cr- while the hit streak was happening? Yeah, I can't. A lesser-known streak?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably something to do with Marilyn Monroe. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was uh, – I can't but wonder because I always I don't I, I actually been getting it through the door my DoorDash delivery too, and like all three days has been someone different, and I can't but what like my name is like on the receipt when when it's taped to the bag, so good people saw just have to keep seeing it come up at like seven fifteen, last three nights in a row like man this Trevor guy really loves his tortilla <laughs> nachos steak soft tacos, <laughs> I mean this guy's worth three days in a row, man we've got
0: so. We were talking about the Hunter it Dickinson tweets to, uh, to Coach uh, Mark Adams of Texas Tech before the break. He's already Somebody quickly got to him because they've already been deleted, but everybody's going nuts about this. So this leads to a broader question. Think about what we've talked about today. We've talked about Kentucky losing Jay Lucas to Duke as an assistant. We've talked about the Isaiah Wong, NIL, Miami conundrum. We've talked about Hunter Dickinson now calling out uh, Texas Tech's head coach for allegedly – Blocking Terrence Shannon from transferring there and and leading to him going to a conference rival in Illinois, there's never been this much national attention about college basketball in late April. So even though people have like all these you know thoughts about the game changing and you know NIL is it really a, a, is free agency in college basketball a, a bad thing? Is it ruining the sport? You've got I me. Mean, Dick Vitale made waves yesterday by you know calling out and and everybody then quote tweeted him trying to one up themselves like. On one hand, it's, it seems like it's good for the sport to be receiving this much off-the-court attention during its quote-unquote dead period. It kind of feels like the NBA where it dominates portions of the offseason just by, with all the drama. But on the other, it's certainly not the college basketball that you and I grew up with or even no. the the changed college basketball over the last 10, 15 years or so. Like, do you think that this is a, I mean, is it good for the sport that we're having these national conversations about these things?
1: Uh- I, I, you know what? And you would think if anyone was going to say no, it'd be the begrudgingly old man that I am—the
0: eighty-seven-year-old, yeah, trapped in a forty-two-year-old's body.
1: Yeah, forty-two going on sixty-eight, uh, and also
0: twelve at the same time, though. Yeah,
1: it's, just, it's so weird. I, I hate
0: you just ranch. split the difference between your true ages. It's
1: right there with you know how I hate ranch dip, but I love cool ranch chips. You know? <laughs> It's exactly the same. I, 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 I hate I hate people, but I love gatherings. It's odd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, you know what? I think it's – in the in the long run, I think it kind of will be good for, for college basketball because um, now it's going to be different. It's obviously different because you've got people moving around kind of willy-nilly and freely. But the fact is, is that over the last 15, 20 years, you know, these guys weren't moving around. They were just going – to, to leave and try to play pro, and like 80% of them weren't going to make it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And it was just getting to the – and even with the one-and-done rule in 05, I mean, you still saw guys leaving after one year trying to go to the NBA that probably had no chance of making the NBA anyway because they could get paid in some way. Now, so if you want to be, you know, old man in, off my lawn and say, well, this is just moving guys around. It's ridiculous. You can't, we can't – you, know, you can't support them or love them this is like watching professional basketball guys are switching teams left and right you and that bugs you that's fine but wow. on the other hand the level of college basketball will get better because these guys, most of these guys are now instead of just going to the, trying to play in the NBA most likely overseas are staying in college maybe not at the same school but they're staying in college in general and college basketball is as a level will eventually slowly get better in terms of the amount of talent in, in, in college basketball
0: I think, and I may feel totally differently five years from now, hell, two or three years from now, I think that the good outweighs the bad here, but there is a part of me that, that one of the things that I loved the most about college basketball growing up, and even recently because Louisville, we didn't have as much of the, the one and done stuff as Kentucky or Duke. I loved... Getting to know guys, getting getting to know players, like seeing them develop, seeing a guy who had been so inconsistent for his first couple of seasons that you know drove the fans crazy, finally getting it as a junior and having this well rounded game, and you know talking about his flaws and talking about how much better he got under the coaching staff, and seeing the relationship between him and his head coach develop, and, and all of that good stuff. I mean, you know, just as recently as those those great Patino teams a decade ago, you know, seeing Russ Smith go from this seldom used freshman who was very, 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 very close to transferring in the middle of his freshman season to a guy who's now one of the five numbers that's been retired at one of the most,
1: like, like, like
0: what's the word I'm looking for? Best programs in the history of college basketball. I mean, like, that's th- his story... You don't think it's possible now. Like, I mean, he, I he would see, be gone. I
1: wonder if Russ even at Louisville, or did he go to a, on a grad transfer? That's role. what I'm just saying. Like, like yeah. he
0: probably is – like, his story is, is markedly different if he were born yeah. 10 years later. And, I mean, Peyton Siva, going from this McDonald's All-American who's – you know, driving like I just said, driving people crazy with sort of the erratic play his first couple of seasons to becoming the cornerstone, the the rock, the the solid foundation of a national title team, and you know, finding the the, the stories about his his upbringing that we didn't know, like we didn't know about him saving his dad's life when he was 14 until his senior year, and if he transfers because he doesn't like his playing time or because he can get a better NIL deal somewhere after his freshman or sophomore season, we never hear that story, and yeah. there's definitely a part of me that, that feels like we're going to miss out on all that stuff. On the other hand. There is a like excitement to the offseason now that wasn't there before. and also it feels like there's more of a, a fairness now that you I mean if you're if you are a Isaiah Wong and you're worth this much to Miami basketball and you're not getting it and you can get it from somewhere else like go get it like okay, go get yeah. go get the bag like like there's, there's
1: no sitting out rules anymore so I mean no sitting out rules well I mean I guess there is a little bit there but.
0: technically is, but it's you know you get one free free transfer without having to sit out and it sounds like as, at least as of right now, the NCAA is pretty much rubber stamping, like, second train Like, Matt Cross is going to get a waiver to play at UMass next yeah, year, I Yeah, I mean, guess. I'm
1: scrolling through those names earlier on that, in the transfer portal, and, I mean, not a one of them said sit-out. They all said immediately eligible.
0: It's just so different than what we were used to, and it's going to take an, a, like a, a long time, I think, for, for all of us of a certain age to adjust to it, and I hope that the good outweighs the bad, and I hope that it injects some life into college basketball. I also hope that the sport doesn't try to take – so much from the NBA that it becomes like a mini NBA.
1: The problem is, is the college, when college sports is, if you're a fan of a collegiate team, I mean, you're going to stay on that team. You're, where the NBA has always been about, oh, I like this player, so I'm gonna follow this player. Yeah, you cheer team. for
0: laundry in college.
1: Yeah, really. we're cheering for the
0: name on the front. Let's exactly. be real, and that's not going to change. If, if there was a rule enacted next year, and this is the, this is what I think separates college basketball and I guess college football to a lesser extent from pro sports, and it's hard to like make pro sports fans understand this if there was a rule put in place next year like hey one time don't ask us why we're doing this only people under the height of five foot ten can play college basketball this year and louisville and kentucky squared off like we'd still be invested in it we would be like this is dumb oh, but like yeah. we'd be all about it we'd be like our five six point guard's gonna kick the bleep out of your five three point guard and all this stuff like we we'd still get into it because it's it's more about the name on the front than it is on the back, the back for fans true. at least. And I know that's changing as far as player power and the overall sport, but for us, it's still – that that part stays the same.
1: You said this you, in the middle – when you first started You've mentioned Louisville and one-and-done. I guess Louisville's never had a one-and-done, have we? Never, still. I get, the closest thing I can think of having to one would be Jerome Harmon, and that was different – that was – different circumstances.
0: Well, Samardo left after two years Yeah. So like, so did Samaki. and didn't get drafted.
1: Samaki left after two and did get drafted.
0: Was Samaki a transfer, though? No, he was. He, he, I'm thinking of Clifford's year. Well, Gillespie. the
1: thing with Samaki, though, was he was a big recruit, but he, he came, sat out a year. He quit his senior year of high school because of an issue with the coach in Columbus. Oh. And
0: I knew so, there was something.
1: Yeah, because I had my my friends actually were at uh, Dublin East. They were in the same class as Samaki, and we, they played against his high school, and, gotcha. and but he didn't play against them because yeah, there was something an issue with the coach. So that, therefore, his recruiting was kind of weird, and a lot of people backed off of him. And that's how we got. But he was too. Jason Osborne kind of was too, I guess. Yeah, but he, yeah,
0: left because he was failing out school. But, but
1: Harmon was the same way. I mean, he just he, it was an issue. He was leaving because. But he went pro. He didn't play in the NBA. He played like the little shooters and stuff like that. But I mean, that's the. I guess that's the closest thing that we've ever had someone have done. Yeah,
0: it's never happened. Yeah, ne- have never had one, which is strange. It's
1: a good or bad thing? I mean, it's.
0: I don't think either. I mean, it's surprising just because Louisville, in the one and done era, has been at least up until like 2017, one of the power programs. I mean, we went to a Final Four in 2012, went to a won the national title but in 2013. When Tino
1: got here, he, he he was obviously out of touch with recruiting because of all the guys. He had, he wasn't used to the straight to high school uh, uh, recruiting plan, and you saw that in the first few years of him being here, where you know the m- numerous guys he went after, you know, the, especially the big guys that were just, you know, he, he thought he had locked up and it never came here because they went to the NBA instead. And I felt like maybe that's why he's kind of stopped going after guys that were one-and-done when the one-and-done rule maybe became into effect. I think he – I mean, after a few, you would think Samardo might did. have been a one-and-done,
0: but he wasn't. And he, I, I mean, he made it a point. I think he got annoyed with everybody saying kind of what you just said, like, we don't get the one-and-dones, we're not going after him. And he was like, it's not that we're going after them. He's like, I'm just not landing these kids. Like, yeah, like we've mean, targeted some kids that have been clear one-and-dones yeah. and we just haven't gotten them. I, I think he also – probably did skew his recruiting more towards like he wanted the he wanted the Peyton type McDonald's All-Americans. Yeah, Th- the I mean, guys who clearly were some of the best players in their class but were probably not going to be one and done. Who were going to be two three potentially four-year college players. Now there were also a couple of guys that he landed that looked like they could be one and done that just didn't pan out. Um, I mean, when we signed Wayne Blackshear like he looked yeah, like a guy who was yeah. I don't know if you knew this but he was two-time Chicago Player of the Year over Anthony Davis. I
1: heard that, yeah.
0: Uh, and he looked like a guy who, until the injuries started piling up, looked like he could be a one-and-done. Shane and some people talked about him potentially being a one-and-done after he had such a big summer before his, his final year of high school. And those guys just didn't didn't end up becoming those types of players. So it's, it's strange, but I don't think it's really indicative of anything, honestly. No, yeah, I think you're right. Um, T.J. Walker texted in, have you seen all this stuff about Cherokee golf course? No. I don't, TJ don't know. T J wants to save it. There's there's a big movement
1: What's wrong with it? to
0: turn Cherokee golf course into like a, a Parklands, like a with a restaurant that's going to be just a overall bigger part of Cherokee Park. Like just get rid of the golf course, turn into a parklands and put a restaurant in, in that in that land. It's the oldest public golf course in Louisville. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it was one of. The, I played there in Crescent Hill when I was learning how to play golf in like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and it was fun. And there's definitely a part of me that would be sad to see it go away. At the same time, like the, the land has been deteriorating for a long time. Is that
1: over by the the country club, the little Country Club or whatever?
0: It's. By Cherokee Park. It's Cherokee Golf Course. Okay, well, yeah. it's, it's, it's right there. It's right there next to the, not, not just a, clever, a clever name. name. Not <laughs> just a clever name. Well, I've
1: never been to the golf course, so I'm not... Ch- I was just trying to get a, get a feel of where it was in the Crescent Hill area, and Cherokee area.
0: Yeah, you can see... If you're driving, like, towards the Cherokee Triangle, you can see it, like, right there on the left. Like, okay. it's that... When, when you're... Just don't go out that way. Not yeah, when you're turning left off Frankfurt and going towards the Triangle, you, you see the hole right there um, over the water. It's, I mean, like, I'm kind of torn. Like, I... Would hate to see it go away, but at the same time, I can also see that land having a better use than a nine-hole golf, nine-hole golf course that is just in not great condition and hasn't been for a while. But I don't know. I, I, I'm, TJ's I'm a man split. of the
1: people. He wants to save save the public golf well, maybe it's also the, been pushing for go, uh, Top Golf heavily, which we're, we're looking. What, we're
0: blinded going, here we're, by the lights. The Top Golf construction yeah, it's here, going to be and, right in front of us. It's just, uh, well, it's it's down there a little bit. This yeah. Capital Grill is coming here. Uh, it's down there, but you see, it's coming along pretty well. And like, just, I mean, blinded. It's going to be terrible. Definitely like these people. How how is this community going to adjust? Come <laughs> G- on. TJ
1: and Nick had me go to the uh, one of the. Uh, protests they held over that neighborhood had me drive over there to see if i could get a part of it just to mess with the people <laughs> Back in, I, I couldn't find a parking spot very close i didn't feel like walking so i just drove by a few times
0: i'm, I'm scrolling the <laughs> text line now which I, i've been woefully behind on and now it's just all arby's it's uh so people want to see it. it's <laughs> all just texter says door dash arby's to the remote
1: oh uh, that's
0: texter says right after that door dash some arby's so the street can survive Texture says the day is not over. Trevor can get Arby's after the show.
1: I might do that still.
0: Texture says Trevor can get Arby's after the show to maintain the streak. So, you see, we have almost a consensus here. The people think that the streak can can last as long as you eat it. But, but here's the other and thing. I can't
1: do DoorDash because you know my rule. I don't do DoorDash if it has a drive-thru.
0: The man must have a code. Got,
1: I was actually telling
0: Mary about this last night because I was, like, I was, like, telling her your story. I was, like, Trevor's got his DoorDash food. She's, like, She's like, did he not just go into Salsaritas? And I'm like, nope. I'm like, he won't do it if it doesn't have a drive-through. Which the Middletown location does have a drive-through. They do, they
1: do have a drive thru They do. And I, and I, and don't get me wrong, I have been out that way before. But yeah, when I see my Salsaritas, I just wish they'd stay open a little later sometimes. I'd be
0: same. Texture says, there's been so much Arby's talk that I got a sandwich with no fries today for lunch because of Trevor. Can we count that towards his streak since he's the reason it happened? I mean,
1: th- 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 this is another pr- Arby's. Come on, man, nil deal, baby.
0: Tell us how much money does Trevor spend on food? I also would like to know this. This was another conversation that we had at the house last night <laughs> because we had – I love how my, my, my mind We're always talking about you because a few weeks ago we had both wanted Salsaritas and, like, we were looking to DoorDash it because the kids were going nuts. It's like four, and, you know? yeah, we, like, we just wanted – like, I, she wanted a burrito, I wanted a Quesarito, and it was – it, it was so pricey that we were like, okay, this this, is, this isn't this is worth having a DoorDash. And you've done this, like, I think 35,000 times at this point. I
1: probably do. I probably get DoorDash. I mean, at this point, we need to get a nil deal, deal from them, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Single-handedly
0: keeping Cardinal I Athletics afloat.
1: i skippy. Uh, I think I do them probably five to six times a week. And on a given, um, and unfortunately, unfortunately, it's a I always had to get something for my mom too, because if I don't, she'll give me a guilt trip. Uh, luckily, she doesn't need. This. I, I act as if that's like why my bill is high. <laughs> yeah. she's, I mean, my, my mom is like five like, one. My mom is five one, like eighty pounds, soaking wet. Okay. Um. I mean, it's when people see me, they're like, "That's not your son." She's like, "Yeah." Like, I just give her a hug. Like, he came from you. Good lord. Uh, <laughs> but so, uh, but on average, I'd say my bill, no matter where I go, is ranging anywhere between forty and seventy-five bucks.
0: Good lord! And
1: so that's that's five times a week, uh, six times a week. Plus, do you ever
0: think about how much money you could save by just going into the store? Oh,
1: I, but you gotta remember, I don't. The only luxury I spend my money on in life is my food.
0: But here, also, like salsa, you can order online and just walk in and pick it up. You don't have to make eye contact with anybody. I've done this several times. You can just order online. You lost they me. they put it on a little table. You go to the store. You drive. It's not that far a drive for you. I know where you live. You walk in, you pick it up, you walk out, you go home.
1: Do you know where you lost me? Walk. Walk. <laughs> Come on. Did Jeff. they do curbside?
0: They did. I don't know if they do anymore.
1: That's the only thing I miss about the pandemic. Curbside? Oh, man. Like, like, I'm telling you,
0: I might be. Those 20 steps are the difference between you and, like, $12. This
1: is the most unpopular opinion, but I've missed the pandemic sometimes. I mean, I had no. You were thriving. There was no traffic. I'd leave on a Saturday afternoon, and I'm just swerving through the road on Westville Road, just back and forth. I'm the only one out here. Jesus Christ. Everything's curbside. I went to the vet. They came out to my car and got the dogs and took them back That's what into. they do. I, that made me sad. I, like Penny was terrified. I miss this. I mean, you know, I'm glad, you know, you know, we got the disease under control and everything. But, damn it. <laughs> I miss all the curbside. Well,
0: they did disco- discover a – I don't know if you saw this. There's a strain of bird flu that now has been officially confirmed out there. You, H1N5 now. Cause it was H1N1 back in the day. Now we've got a, a, a tested positive bird flu's out there. You may be, you may be back in business here pretty soon. As long
1: as you don't cancel my sports, then that's that's where you, I was. I wasn't happy with it. But you're
0: walking a fine line. You're asking yeah, too much. I
1: mean, but like people were all panicking and getting upset about the whole, you know, everything that happened during the pandemic, with being able be sheltered in. I'm like, this, this is, was your dream. I have been trending for this my entire life.
0: You're like the like the zombie <laughs> movie with the, the the evil person. They're like, you were built for this world. Oh it was, yeah. was you. You were built for a pandemic.
1: I didn't even know the pandemic was going on until like two weeks into it. I was like, what? Something's changed. <laughs> That's not true, because they can't the NCAA tournament. To turn, you got the yeah. tournament, obviously. says, Card
0: Nation was behind you, Trev. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. <laughs> Texas says, Trevor sounds like he's laying on his couch talking on speakerphone, which is fine, but it begs many questions. One, is he wearing pants? Are his socks tan? Paisley, yellow with a little disco SpongeBob do- dancing? Is there a bucket of KSC at his side? Are his dogs eating it from his hand when he's not paying attention, inquiring minds want to know? Uh,
1: The dogs would not do that. They only eat when they're they're given. I could put food on the floor and they won't touch it unless I point to and tell them they can have it.
0: He also is, I can confirm, officially at this remote at Oxmoor Ford (laughs)
1: Lincoln. I do have pants on. Uh... I mean, not as nice as you. You got the legs showing today. I got the long pants. I'm on. always
0: showing the legs. I'm always rocking shorts. Yeah, you got you
1: got some pale legs, but we need oh, to get you in the sun. Trust
0: baby. me, this is not. I thought I thought I, I prefer. Was pale. <laughs> I prefer the word alabaster. Beautiful <laughs> yeah, alabaster who's skin. Who's got
1: the pale legs from the two of
0: us? Porcelain. I, this is. Yeah, we're, we're it's it's a pretty it's we both lose. Not
1: to mention though, we're really lacking the, like the dark leg hair too. Oh, I've got the Irish, like, feel, I've got the Irish whisk. Yeah, I mean if you, if you walk by, you think we shaved our legs. I know. That's, well,
0: you more than me, I <laughs> yeah. think. But it's bad. I do All my hair's on the back. This always is the month where, like, in April, I would, you know, start wearing shorts to, like, class or, like, to work or whatever. And, like, people would be like, oh, my God. Like, you please put the pants back on. I'm like, it's never going to get any better if no. I don't get them some sunlight. What do you want me to do here? I mean,
1: the only part of my body that has a tan is my left forearm from the driver tan.
0: I, I used to growing up. I mean, up, look,
1: I mean, it's the only, I'm pale except for that.
0: This is, like, my baseball tan yeah. in high school. I used to growing it, So, I've got my two older brothers are half-brothers, and their mom – is like has has really dark skin so they both had like beautiful like olive skin kind of like my wife and like oliver would like i idolized oliver growing up my older brother and he would do the thing where he would like lay out in the driveway and get a nice tan when it would get warm out and so like i would (laughs) when like tans became cool like in seventh and eighth grade when people started talking like i would try to do it my mom would have to be like no 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 like this isn't going to work for you the way that it worked for i have two shades i'm red or i'm white like you, know, you always hear that thing, when you get burned, at least it turns into a tan. Oh, no. No. It turns into a tan for, like, one day for me, and then if I spend one day inside, or if it's cloudy outside, it's gone.
1: You, have you ever had a sunburn?
0: Are you kidding me? Look at me. I've I been mean, badly burned more times than I can count.
1: What's the worst you had?
0: I, I mean, to the point where, like, I can't like, lie down to go to sleep. Like, it's the first time that I went on vacation with Mary's family, and because they all have skin like Mary. Like, they're, they're very dark. They spend all day yeah. out at the beach, and like, you know, people, like, I have to lather up with sunscreen. If oh, I, yeah. If I'm out of the sun for, like, an hour and a half, I've got to put, like, six coats on. Like, I'm, I'm going and going and going. And, like, if you miss a spot, like, that spot's going to be bright red. And so the second day I was out there, like, they'd missed a couple spots when I was getting, and, like, I'm burning. Like, her mom is like, I don't know what to do with you. Like, I, like all my kids have, yeah. have, have never had this issue. But, yeah, I've been burned more times. The Smarty Jones Derby, where it rained the entire time, badly sunburned everywhere. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah I, I we used to do remotes uh outside across from Papa John stadium back in my my early radio days we had to set up the stage like we this is my 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 early late twenties so i actually had more oomph and uh dugan would have me and some others we had to actually like erect the stage and like t- before the show and we'd do it of course in the middle of summer and I remember that was the year like cracked over the twenty seven two game and everything and I mean my face like just every every day on Monday. After the weekend game, from being out in that sun, I mean, I would try to wear a hat, but I would have just, like, from my eye, you know, my cheeks down would be burned from the, from being out of the shade of my hat, Bill. And, but the worst, and this is why I don't, like, I don't even try to tan. I would never somebody. I think I was maybe eight or nine, and uh, I don't know if you remember Plantation Swim Club or not. That's where I grew up going. Yeah, I grew we up. We
0: lived there. right there on Colonel Drive.
1: Yeah, I, as you know, I grew up and still live across the street uh-huh, from where Plantation right there. is. And I would go to Plantation all the time, loved it. I want to say it was eight or nine. I fell asleep face down by the pool. Woke up numerous hours later. I had
0: this this happened.
1: high second, low third degree burns on my back. I mean, I've, my skin was bubbled.
0: I've had something like that. It
1: was so bad. I couldn't wear a shirt for a month. I I, I had to I had to miss the rest of my baseball season and St. Oh, because I couldn't put on a jersey. I mean, I, couldn't, I don't think I couldn't,
0: I've had it that. I've had the bubbling, but it was be, it was on my legs, and it was because I. Um, how should I phrase this? Took a nap at Oaks
1: <laughs> in the infield one
0: time, which I thought was a brief nap, but it was in a bad spot, and it was it was not great.
1: I'm amazed that because I, and then people probably think, well, Trevor, you probably should have been wearing a shirt. As a fat kid's kid. No, Trevor has no shame. Trevor, Trevor's you don't. the Trevor's the one fat cat, was the fat kid at the pool that did go shirtless. I think
0: listeners of the show have picked up on that, which yeah. I love about you. <laughs> yeah, I have
1: no problem. You want to you look looking lap? That's fine. I don't We've care.
0: got other Michigan players now sending tweets to Mark Adams and deleting them. Like I, Russell Steinberg, my guy who I used to work with, just says, I'm just picturing Phil Martelli sprinting through the Michigan campus, knocking phones <laughs> out of the, of the hands of players. Um, one quick update before we go to break. We talked at the beginning of this hour about the Isaiah Wong Miami deal. Uh, Dan Murphy, who works for ESPN, says, he just tweeted this out, I just spoke with Miami booster John Ruiz, who told me that Isaiah Wong now plans to return to Miami and stick with his current NIL deal. Ruiz said he told Wong that he'd help him find other NIL opportunities with different companies in Miami. You know what this is? I mean, this is Ruby's just giving him money that's yeah. outside of the deal. He's just going to be like, okay, well, just don't claim this. 100K.
1: I mean, wh- how, long, how long before we start seeing like shell companies giving out nil deals it's probably that, don't already even, happening. that don't even exist? I mean, we've gotten to the point where college athletes now are employees of the mob.
0: There is oh, no works, way. He works
1: down at the docks. He, look at his time clock. He's never been there.
0: There is no way that Isaiah Wong, in less than 24 hours, went from, you need to pay me more than this guy or I'm walking, to, Okay, I'm cool with the current deal. There is no way that there's not something shady. I say it's all shady. It's gonna be. There are no rules who's anymore. Who's the first
1: player like Henry Hill going into the uh, Colte Cabana, like tipping everybody, and then the girl goes, "What do you do? I'm in construction." <laughs> I mean,
0: that's that's gotta be what's happening here. So, Otherwise, like Isaiah Wong's just not gonna pass the ball to Nigel Pack next year. Yeah, I
1: mean, I still think it's gonna be awkward. I mean, the fact he It's came gotta up, be awkward. I mean, it's gotta be awkward, right?
0: Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell situation. He literally
1: situation. This kid sucks. He, said, he basically said
0: he sucks. Pretty much, where he's like, he's like, I'm, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm better than this guy. He didn't say it in as many words, but he's like, you need to pay me more than this guy that you just took from Kansas <laughs> yeah. State. All right, it's five o'clock. We got to go to break. We'll come back. We'll have a shortened third hour here from Oxmoor Ford Lincoln before we go to bats baseball. Okay, hour number three <laughs> is up next to the Mike Rutherford Show. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1. I like the car theme today. You fitting. picked it up, didn't you? It's fitting, because we are It's pretty here. on the nose, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the very first one, I was like, okay, this, this is what we're going with, and it's it's fine. It, it fits with the, the theme of today's show, because we are live here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln off Shelbyville Road. Stop by. They've got a fantastic selection of new Fords, and if you don't find what you're looking for, let them custom order your new Ford today, and you'll get a $1,000 rebate on top of all the other rebates. We love it here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. Stop by and see us. We've, we'll be here until 540 at which point we're going to hand the reins over to Bats Baseball. Nick Kern and company will have the call for tonight's game, and it's a special game against the Columbus Clippers because you've got Reds ace Luis Castillo beginning his uh, rehabilitation stint uh, with the Bats. He'll be on the mound for a couple just, of innings. I think at least. he just
1: stay with Louisville permanently. Man, I mean, he's not going to win in Cincinnati. If he stays here in Louisville, maybe we can – I mean, it's been a while since we we've, we've had some struggles over the last few years. We haven't – we've got our one title in 2001, but –
0: they're playing better right I mean, now. The bats yeah. are. I say that after they lost, I think five nothing last night. But
1: that <laughs> no, wasn't fun. It was seven to five, I think.
0: Five nothing was last night. No. That's the bats. I'm talking about the bats, it's not the oh, Reds. No, the Reds are okay. done. The yeah. Reds are not <laughs> playing better. The Reds, the Reds have yeah. been done for a long time. But if you want to see that Luis Castillo changeup, uh, that is just moves like a screwball. It's one of the best pitches in all of baseball. You'll have an opportunity to uh, listen to the call tonight and see it firsthand uh, on the hill for the bats. Love it.
1: You know, to this day, I will never understand. I can't figure out how. Car dealerships get cars in here.
0: I, you see, you these, can't fit through that door. You see these gigantic windows. I think that they all like some of them open up. No, I'm pretty sure that's the way it works.
1: But there's like there's, I mean, there's like a step up. I mean, how? There's framework between the windows. There's no way they move
0: them. There are several people around here who would field that question for you, and I'm sure would have a very quick answer if you want to ask them. I mean, get have you never here. thought
1: about that, though? I mean, when, you look, when you're in a great dealership like this, and I love this place, and we've been to other dealerships, too. We won't mention them because they suck, and we're not there they're there today. But, you know, like, I'm looking around today, and I see this, you know, this cool Lincoln Navigator behind me or whatever. And, like, it's a big car. Like, how they – I just don't know how they get them in here. There's a couple of them in here.
0: I just told you, but that's okay. I don't
1: know. I don't, I don't think it works that way.
0: Speaking of remotes, <laughs> on Monday, Monday, kicking off Derby Week, we will be live at the Blind Squirrel Restaurant and Bar. We're going to be – what's the, the setup? You had the conference call about this. I still. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's giving me any details about this aside from well, there's some know, sort of vague reference to a and a session. It's not just the squirrel
1: that's coming in blind, right? Yeah. Ah, there we go. Come on. Wacky wordplay. Um, yeah, I, I have actually not – had the luxury of being out there yet uh myself it's a little it's out in Middletown and um they're not on DoorDash so I haven't had their food <laughs> but <laughs> but I I did speak with them and I spoke with uh one of their uh um associates he came by today to have a little our our setup and get an idea of what we're gonna do I, I, from my understanding they have like a stage out there for, uh. they do for live bands so I assume we'll I, I can assume we'll be up on uh, kind of up on the stage and uh, we'll be at her at 3. I think the, the restaurant itself opens at 4. I don't know if they'll be letting people in for us or not. But, And I've been told that, yeah, we'll have we'll have a sound system set up. So if you're there, you can hear the show live. You don't have to be listening. I probably sound better live than I do on the 10-cup sound on this on this headset. And we've got wireless mics, and I guess we're doing, like, I don't know if we should do that. I mean...
0: It's dangerous, for sure. Yeah,
1: I mean, listen, I I love our listeners and our texters, but I've seen some of the texts you all send in, people, and while I find it hilarious, I don't think we can let... Giving you a a live mic might not be our smartest decision. The... I mean, we gave me a live mic, so that's not too bright either, but...
0: The only time I've done this before is when we've we've done, like, um, sort of like pregame shows, Like, like when we went to... Orlando for the Alabama game. We went to uh, Atlanta for the Auburn game, and we did like yeah. a like sort of a like – basically like a pepper alley show. Yeah. And then you put people on mic, and it's, it's basically just like handing the mic to people and being like, we're going to beat Bama by 50, go cards. Yeah. But this is a little bit different because it's late April. We get loose with the topics, and yeah. people may ask us any sort of number of crazy things.
1: I mean, plus, I mean, if, I, if the streak didn't end today, what had in on Monday, I probably wouldn't have been bringing Arby's to a blind score remote.
0: You've – that Never one. had any shame before. Why would you start? <laughs> why would the blind squirrel change that?
1: Well, just, you know, I'm probably going to eat something blind squirrel. I'm going to eat their food. There
0: you go. Okay. That's I'm, fine.
1: I'm going to get Arby's after the show, though. I'm hungry. If you're,
0: if you're just joining the show, we've been talking. We've been all over the place today, per usual, but mostly, actually, sports topics. We talked about yeah. the draft last night. The Lions stole uh, Trevor's wide receiver pick that he wanted, but then the Eagles kind of saved the night, and they, they, I think both the Eagles and Lions fans are, are happy about what took place last night. Now, you
1: did give up your first pick or third, second pick in the beginning of today's draft as part we did. of that deal to move up, but you didn't even give up that pick straight up. You swapped, so right. you actually pick at 45, I believe. Uh, with all the moves the Eagles made, this is the be- beauty part about it. and Howie Roseman. I mean, if there's ever been a love-hate relationship with a fan base, Howie Roseman with the Eagles. I mean, we hate him, we love him. Now, right now, we love him. All the moves they made, we still have our second and third. We saw we still have a fifth and sixth in this draft currently, and we gave up zero of our future picks in next year's draft, which include two first-rounders.
0: Lions-Eagles NFC Championship game. It's coming. In I mean, 2023.
1: Well, yeah, not no, no, it'd be 2024 because we both have to take quarterbacks next year's draft. We both we're we're going
0: to trade for somebody. We're getting rid of golf. I
1: mean, it's we happening. Bo- we both need quarterbacks, and I don't think either of us are taking one. You may go one in the second round. You may go if Willis.
0: I know, that's what they're saying.
1: I mean, if Willis falls to you, why not, though?
0: Liberty sucks. It right.
1: was weird. I was watching right after the draft. I started watching the 30-for-30 30 Elway 30, to – Marino, you ever, you ever seen that one?
0: Yeah, I don't. I didn't, you didn't I like, like it. it no. I liked it, but I just don't care about the people. It
1: was kind of. I think what about it that it stuck out to me was it came after Pittsburgh had used their pick to take Kenny Pickett, the quarterback, who played at Pittsburgh. It's from Pittsburgh. and I'm watching this story about how they regret so much how they passed on taking said Dan Marino at the 21st pick in that draft, opposed to the 20th last night, who was Pittsburgh native, played at Pittsburgh, grew up in Pittsburgh. I, wonder, I thought it was kind of a weird mm. connection.
0: I do like the people who are just now tuning in, I guess, whether they're driving or just getting home, and are just now hearing the Trevor underground bunker mic, which has been the way oh, it's been bad, phrased. How
1: bad does this really sound? It's,
0: according to the text line, it's noticeable. Because
1: it I sound okay to myself. You sound fine in my yeah, ear. Is, is, yeah, so I'm, I'm really wondering how bad this is.
0: So we talked about the draft. We talked about Kamari Lands officially signed with Louisville. Um, I mentioned yesterday, keep an ear out. This is coming soon. If you want to hear – my thoughts on Kamari Lands. there will be a video, I think, on the official UFL. I, mean, I think it's actually out on Instagram right now, and they're going to tweet out the video later today.
1: Has the other one video been posted as well?
0: Brandon Huntley Hatfield was oh, – no, that one. We'll hold on to that one.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can, I figured I – I thought I might be safe by saying that since yours, you just said yours. No,
0: um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie daisy. <laughs> um,
0: we mentioned Jay Lucas leaving <laughs> – Kentucky for Duke, we had some fun with that. We've talked about uh, both Dre and Tay Davis are now on the move. Um, They're going to play for Shaheen Holloway at Seton Hall, which we think is a fantastic fit. Very excited about that. I
1: hope they do really well. Well, yeah, I hope they do really well.
0: I do too. I mean, I I loved –
1: More Dre than Trey because if Trey Trey ends up being a stud, then I'll I'll be mad I will too. (laughs) But uh, But Dre, I mean,
0: you can't – you say what you will about his production or some of the decision-making and stuff. He was one of the – I think maybe the one guy on each of the last two years teams who you never question his heart. You never question whether or not he was fully he's bought in.
1: great glue guy, good role player. I mean, and does that is that an insult because I'm not calling him a superstar? Maybe, but –
0: It's fine, though. He's, he's a guy it's that's, yeah, that's
1: going to play major minutes and can be – you know, it'd be an impact guy. He could be on a – I mean he
0: – He's could a have, great throwback player. He
1: could play that Shane Bahannon role that he played for us against Michigan, you know, doing the garbage stuff and, and being just a huge impact.
0: And I think he fits in so well with both Gene Holloway, what we saw from him in St. Peter's and his, his coaching style and just pure energy, pure enthusiasm, pure heart, and also just Seton Hall and the brand of basketball that they play in the Big East. They want to be – they want to be bullies. They want to be yeah. physical. It's It's never going to be a thing of beauty – and that's kind of Dre's game. I mean, he like the ideal Dre Davis possession is I back a dude down for like, seven oh, yeah. mi- for like seven seconds, take a shot around the rim, miss it, get the rebound, miss it, get the rebound, put it back in, score, flex, get back on the other end and play some defense. Like that's who Dre Davis is, and that's kind of who Seton Hall has been in the Big East since they – since uh, at least since, you know, the league kind of changed. Because they used to be more of a freewheeling get up and down, shoot threes, and Kevin Willard changed that, and I think Shaheen Holloway will, will keep that going. Uh, Texture says, Trevor, it sounds like you are going to I can't say that. <laughs> hey, I can
1: look over your shoulder. Can I read it now? It's <laughs> Trevor
0: live from an underground bunker in Ukraine? There it is again. Yes. Uh, Texture also says Blind Squirrel has amazing food, by the way, way better good. than
1: it is. Wow. Well, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's different good in different ways. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to play the, the boat fields on this one. <laughs>
0: we were talking about my my uh, both of our pale legs, but mine showing today in the khaki shorts. Texture says I went to a ta- I mentioned I like I tried to like lay out in my driveway growing up.
1: <laughs> I love the fact
0: that you have to layered,
1: like a, like a lizard. Like, like just,
0: you just put, a, put you put a beach towel the, out there, take a shirt off, put some music on. If I lie did that, down. the neighbors
1: would think I'm a turtle who got stuck on its back over here.
0: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, I was like 13 years old. I wasn't doing this yesterday. And oh, I'm
1: sick in the last weekend. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, not now. This has been, I, I think this was the most, like, I tried to do I it. i this
1: like last Did you weekend? really?
0: Yes. Good God, no. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why. I stopped trying at like 14 when my mom was like, you'll never, you don't have that kind of skin. And even if I did get a tan, like if we went to the beach for a week, <laughs> I had would have baseball right away. And then you, immediately the farmer's tan comes back.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Because I mean, my, I take it, my mom was adopted. So yeah, I'm the same way. Like me and her both paled. And my other aunt, who was adopted, is very dark skinned. And my other uncle, who by the way, shout out John Kelsey, seventh region uh, AD of the year. Shout out John Kelsey, devoted.
0: seventh region AD of the year. I mean,
1: I think they're going to name the award after him. They should because he's he said, he, there's never been an AD in the seventh region better or will be better than him. Well earned while learned. he's there. Um, he's he's got dark. He's dark skinned as well as my aunt Judy. So yeah, I, I'm like the yeah I'm the weird one in the family. The paleness. Me and my mom.
0: Uh, Texas said, I went to a tanning bed freshman year of college with this girl I was trying to hook up with. I burned my whole body. Take a guess at whether or not the hookup happened. I hope it did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna guess no. My buddy, so like in high school, like I was like, all of my friends did the tanning bed thing when it became like I've a thing. I've never done a tanning bed, I in my had, life. haven't either. But my buddy, uh, Danny, podcast Trevor, so, he yeah. went with his girlfriend one time and he thought he was gonna be like funny and like, you know, you, you take your clothes off and you get in your underwear or whatever. Yeah. And he like threw his clothes over at her and was like, uh oh. And he's like, okay, throw them back. And she was on the other side, he just threw them on some random woman. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to walk out like in his like little skivvies and like ask for his clothes back which was just it's great. classic Danny story, it's just good. just the stupidest stuff of all time. It's wonderful. Would
1: you do the tan spray like Ross got? I got two sixes instead of. I mean,
0: so I did. Mary did do it. Like she got like some of that like bronzer spray. For, do you know like, the friends of reference yeah, making? Yeah, I'm an eight. I'm an eight. Uh, but she did that before our wedding to like try to get me, like a little oh, yeah. bit. And like I, it was it was whatever. Like I looked a little bit yellow.
1: You see, it's, yeah, it's funny. You can tell when wrestlers you spray on tans like. Oh yeah. The orange. They're not, not hard a, to spot. Oh no, it's and there's a one. There's one heel, a great MJF heel, who does it. I think and now does it just because he's such a great heel.
0: Uh, Texas, says the Big Twelve will be a fourteen-team league for two years. It will. Did you see this news that came out? I think a couple days ago.
1: Okay, can we stop having more different team numbers than the, the name of the conference? Well,
0: why stop now? It's already happening in I like mean, every league besides one.
1: I think the the Pac-12 has ten, or the Pac-10 has. I don't even know the name anymore now.
0: The Big Twelve has had ten for a while. The yeah. the, the Pac-12 had ten. Pac-10 has a Pac-12 had fourteen. Yeah. It's but so the the teams that are leaving. From the AAC, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF, they're joining the Big 12 starting in 2023. And Texas and Oklahoma, at least as of now, there's still some thought that this could change, they have to stay in until the 2026-27 season before they can make the move to the SEC. Oh, it's got that long? Yeah. So that means that the Big 12 will be a 14-team league for two seasons, 2023 through 2025. And... That's gonna be, say what you will about football. It's gonna be a hell of a basketball conference for those two years. Unreal. Yeah, I, I just, I,
1: they've got to wait like four years in a conference. They know they're leaving. I mean, the awkwardness. I mean, it's like just like breaking up with the girl and then the stuff to give her a ride home. I mean, like they're, they're just like being in the car with her, be I mean, stuck on an airplane, like coming back from a trip and like break up over the flight. And you're just sitting next to them. That's just weird. And Texas fans are I wonder so. If, if officials kind of get. Give them a little bit of the – Well, that's what I was about to say. Texas yeah. fans are so
0: paranoid already. You know that every time they lose any sort of game and oh, there's yeah. a semi-bad call, they're, well, we're getting screwed.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I can imagine they're going to be I – mean, and you got to do that for now like, four years? Oh, Lord. Yeah. I, they've got to be able to get out of that sooner if they're, if they're going to go.
0: Texas says, TK sounds like he's working at Arby's on the other end of the speaker in the drive through
1: <laughs> Would you like curly fries or crinkle? <laughs>
0: Uh, somebody sent in a clip of the uh, I guess what we sound like on ninety six one. I'll have to play that when we get out of here.
1: I've never of all my jobs. This is a little spoiler for for our summer topic. I've never actually done the drive through. Like I worked at the window taking money at McDonald's my one day there, but I, I've never actually worn the headset and taken it through the intercom.
0: Texture says Trevor Bauer check pandemic check walking twenty feet big red hex. <laughs> <laughs> the things that Trevor approves of and won't approve of have never been more difficult to follow than they have been on today's show. Hey, I'm
1: a man of mystery. What can I say? I will keep you on your toes. Texas says
0: I'm going to be legally blind after my first time at Top Golf. That's what they do. It's, it's what happens. The lights—they're just abnormally uh, you've, ever done, you've done Top Golf? I have, it's awesome. I've, I,
1: I've never done. I'd never heard of it until this this stuff came around. So
0: I I can't believe there was ever any pushback. It's the silliest thing of all time, but. Thankfully, we're finally moving forward. I finally
1: did drive by one that was—I can't remember—I was now at town. I was going through, and I looked over, and I was like, "Wow, that what the you know bleep is that?" And it, it was a top cop. It was really cool seeing.
0: I like this take. So, if you missed it in the—I think the first hour—we talked about how, on the way home from yesterday's show, Trevor blew two tires. Yeah. Um, still has not gotten it fully fixed but one they put air back in the other uh he paid a guy off to get a spare shout out to austin we, we're, <laughs> hope, we're hoping we're not getting you fired but uh, <laughs> yeah, cause i had to drive i had to go like uh, when th- you the sp- parking. gave him a shout out i was like what Well,
1: oh, i had to on top of it like we were in the battling parking lot so i had to go to the park we dr- I dr- I had, like on my on my rim drove to the parking lot next to balvaline or right behind it if you know where i'm talking about there's a uh-huh. like a veterinary. that's where my vet my, my vet is and everything so like, I had to – because he didn't want to be on their property in case he didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want him to get in trouble. hope he didn't get in trouble.
0: Uh, takes, I feel like Trevor's tire blowout was necessary to exercise the demons and cleanse the vibes from Trevor's Watterson blowout last fall. Proper juju, <laughs> proper juju has been restored. The summer of TK is on the horizon. Oh, I like that yeah. I like that stance. I like that take. That
1: is, yeah, that is good. I like that better than worrying that uh, whoever we drafted was going to blow out his knee like a Jenna Carter or something.
0: What did – you know, you think we get off topic? I have seen, because I did take a glance at the text line earlier today, just because you had mentioned yesterday about how some podcast listeners are now, or just regular listeners, are we're, texting we're us. Starting it, to on get yeah. And so I, I looked at it last night, and I or this morning, and I noticed all of these texts. And now there's a lengthy one about, I guess KRC got into student loan forgiveness, debt forgiveness. I oh, wouldn't surprise me. And they people, cover everything. people have very strong opinions about this. And like, I was like, you think we get off topic? Like, KRC, what are you doing getting into the student loan debt and what Joe well, and Biden may or may not do here's here? here's the
1: thing, though. In their defense, and I didn't get a chance to listen to today's show, but I will say that in their defense, it's either that or talk about how Duke is just stealing everybody from them. And they're well, now, they didn't have time then. They're not second was, tier. Oh, that was before. They were already off the air when they found oh, out. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. see, they didn't have even that to talk about. Um, <laughs> Pro or con student loan uh, rates. You, well, you're you probably four because you probably have them, are don't kidding you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, yeah, this. I think most people who are against it are the ones who had to go through it and pay it back. They're like, you know, screw Which you. Which is such uh, a silly argument just because I, mean, I yeah. didn't have
0: to go through. So- like, you know, if you can make the things easier for the next generation. Why wouldn't you?
1: I mean, if, you, if you're going to do anything with student loans, not as, as much, I'm not saying you can't focus on past due, maybe start also looking at the fact that the future students aren't having to be put in that much debt for their student loans. maybe,
0: it's Somehow, such a racket. Yeah,
1: it's that's the thing. I mean, getting rid of the old ones is not going to solve anything, really. I mean, it's going to solve for those people, but you're just going to have a next generation get caught in the same debt.
0: Yeah, somebody was talking about how you know people were talking about. Well, if you if you cut out like this little something a day, it'll save you so much money. And some guy tweeted he's like, if I cut out Starbucks um, from my, you think like, I go there twice a week. If I cut that out from my routine, it would save me two hundred forty dollars for the entire year. He's like the last two years of having my interest forgiven for student loan debt because the pandemic has saved me like sixty five or sixty six thousand sixty five hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, it's it's a huge difference.
1: I've actually paid. I, I've actually I actually paid off my my student, loan, which I mean, granted, it takes me. I was long. Paid off one. Well, I've got like in, fifteen still. In my, you know, I didn't have as much because I was only there for like a year. So I mean, I got it paid up. Now what I'm still going big on is the uh, the hospital bills. That's almost six figures for me still.
0: Well, you also don't have health insurance. I don't. That's and gonna I, hurt. And,
1: and and when they when when we worked it out when I was there, they were like, well, you can pay the minimum, and you can pay it's fifty dollars. I'm like, also a racket. I I pay them fifty bucks a month. I'm not gonna lie, even if I lived to be like 120, they would I still get their money back. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, there's no way. It's absolutely absurd. The math doesn't work. <laughs> Texas says,
0: Mike, we know you hate Chris Paul. Fact. Can you give him props for a stat line from yeah, last night? On. 14 of 14 from the field. He's a great teammate. I heard. I will not give him props. He sucks. I hate him.
1: See, I like Chris Paul. He's old school. I, I'm. I, I am. I know. I'm in the minority with that, but I like Chris Paul.
0: He's oh, punching people in the the bleep is not old school. It's just a, a d move.
1: Maybe they deserved it.
0: No, not all of them. He's just. You can call what you can call. It's not old school. You can call what it is. It's cheap. He's a dirty player. Again, I like him. <laughs> He's a dirty player who tries to come off. You as a You remind you,
1: I was a fan of the Bad Boys and Bill Lambier as well. Yeah, it does kind of track
0: with you. Yeah, I'm, but that, you would li- like he doesn't lean into it though. He tries to to carry himself as somebody who's not well, a dirty that, player. Well, that I'm not that should go rub with. you the wrong yeah, way.
1: That, yeah, be, yeah, be be, be upfront with it. That's that, that I don't agree with. But as a player, I like Chris Paul. I, I know again I'm in the minority, but I like him. I want him, to, and I would like to see him win a ring. I don't know if they're going to going going State. Golden state is like I mean it's gonna be Golden state in Phoenix to me in that out of that West.
0: Dexter says Can we figure out whether or not this guy is actually your mailman? It's the same guy who says I know what he Do looks I like. I'm his man. mailman. He says, Terry, your mailman says thanks for the free nachos.
1: <laughs> now that's now he's full of bleep. Because those nachos weren't there that long. All right, I you know this is great. The dogs were barking today as I was starting to wake up. And the dogs are going nuts. And here's the thing, I, by the way, you, you know how I was dog sitting until I was up to four dogs? Yes. Dogs ain't get I have five dogs out the house. Oh my god! My buddy dropped off. He's going to pick up a son from Pittsburgh this weekend, so we, we've got his pug as well now. I hate pugs. They're so ugly. Um, this dog's dumb, Marlo. Um, But so we've got five dogs, and the mailman comes by, starts barking. And part of me wanted to just like run to the front door and be like, "Are you the texture?" You should have. <laughs> like, <I'm laughs>
0: so our old mailman, like we've had like, in the last like two three years, we've had it's like, been, like two like a, It's been a rotating person. So like we had a mailman for like the first six years that we lived at this house. And, I, like, he knew – I think he was a U.K. fan, but, like, he knew like, – he figured kind out who, like, who I was. Yeah. And, like, we would talk when he would come. And he, his route, like, abruptly changed. There was no – like, we would give him Christmas presents, and he was always so nice. His name was Kenny. And
1: – Ooh, so that's, I've never done that.
0: Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, we, we do for, like, sort of, like, that. He – but so his route abruptly changed. So there was no, like, goodbye. And probably, like, four or five months after this happened – we ran into him at Lord's, and it was like I was seeing an old family member. Like he's like he's, nice. like, he's like, he's like, he's like, points at me from across, like, the Our Lady of Lord's Field, and I'm like, Kitty! <laughs> it was like just seeing like an old college bro for the first time. I love him. I miss him. I mean, I've waved to my
1: mailman, and there's two, I've seen two different mailmans in my neighborhood. Am I supposed to give him like a, like, like, a, like, a, like you tip your, the old school tip of the paper boy back in the day? Yeah. Time? Like, that I got, and I used to do, my grandmother used to do that because we used to get the current journal every, every day. We don't need more, obviously. But, like, am I supposed to tip them? I've never tipped them. Am I supposed to do that? I
0: think, yeah, it's it's, it's preferred. I mean, I – You I, don't have to. I, I, I mean,
1: I mean I, I'm being a little serious. Like, I'm not trying to be cheap. That's not thing. I'm, I'm like George Costanza. I'm not cheap. When I got money, girl, grow- I'm spending, let me tell you.
0: See, we haven't done it the last couple of years because we have somebody – like, I'm big on tipping. We have somebody different, like, every couple of weeks. There's, like, a rotating group. So, I don't. I don't want it to be, like – here, this, this woman or this man who's just doing our street for this week is going to get this bonus because that's they're doing true. it on yeah. Christmas week. So we haven't done it the last couple of years. But with Kenny, yeah, we always did. Um, I'm going to look into
1: that because now I'm starting to feel bad because my uncle is a mailman in Virginia.
0: Do you want a text that's going to make you mad?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man. Texture says, Trevor, after skipping Justin Jefferson for Regor, I'm glad the Eagles still didn't learn how to solve wide receiver problems. I appreciate your team handing Dallas the division for the next five years. Fly, Eagles, fly.
1: Well, Hand Dallas division? What? Yeah, we, how do you say we not learned our lesson? Dude, text her. We learned our lesson. You know how? We didn't draft a wide receiver because we suck at doing it. We got one that was already established. Hello. Mm-hmm. We did learn our lesson. Thank you. And Dallas? Yeah, have good luck with that tackle sitting behind uh, that you just took. This is <laughs> late 20s. He's going to be on the bench.
0: Tell, us, tell Trevor there's an Arby's right next to Lord's Chicken, right next to the Lord's Chicken across from St. Matthew's Mall.
1: Yeah, I know that Arby's. It's right by – what did what'd they call it? Oh, Chick-fil-A.
0: Yeah.
1: God, Lord. Oh, yeah, I got it now. I know where that Arby's is, yes. That's where I got my discount. They're the ones that they saw me all the time. I used to go to the one by Ballard. That was my go-to. Okay. For years, that was my go-to. And especially when I'd get off KRC, I'd get off the, exp- the exit right there, and I'd stop there. Loved it. When that one closed, it was depressing. Like, I think we had like a – we had like a moment of silence on KRC for like a week Man. because of me.
0: Uh, we haven't. The one thing that we haven't talked about from last night that I think is is pertinent to our interest around here: the Jazz get beat last night uh, by the Mavericks. They lose the series four to two. You unhappy with
1: that shot selection? And, uh, I mean, it's a great look. I mean, and, but not Mitchell taking it. But not
0: Mitchell taking it. I mean, you're paying Conley. Ton of money. You have to at least trust him to do something, I guess. And well, Conley
1: didn't know what took it. It was uh, b- b- uh I thought it was Conley. No, it was, uh, it was the guy that they got from the Pacers last year.
0: Well, didn't Conley had a good look Bogan late?
1: Biakovich, or whatever his name is. I can never pronounce it. Oh
0: him. well, never mind. I take it back. The European um, player. What was the what was the look that everybody was talking about then? Because I saw the um, highlights. I just saw the, Conley the, had a clean look late. I uh, thought it was the last the shot. The last I guess shot was, was with
1: three seconds left. Down too, was uh, uh, or whatever his name is. Just like he did a pump fake to do ran right past him and he and he was butt wide open
0: yeah, yeah that's it that's yeah pitcher. i'm looking at it now and
1: he was wide open and just it bricked it
0: yeah because conley bricked the shot last year that they thought was gonna beat the nuggets and now this year no so i mean
1: mitchell was being i mean he had people all around him i mean and and, and, and listen by even you know, i can't pronounce his name which i think i did right there properly it's a solid shooter and he was wide open so i mean
0: so after the game mitchell gets asked the normal questions Yeah you know, there's all this talk about you potentially wanting a trade, wanting to get out and all this. And he doesn't exactly squash them. Like he, he sort of says like he does the whole thing where it's like, you know, obviously I want to play in Utah and we'll see what happens. And like, just, just beats around the bush. He says he wants to stay there. I don't think he does. Everybody's saying, the Knicks are going to go after him. I mean, he's a—he's oh, from that no, part of the world. No. His dad works for the New York Mets.
1: Uh, he was a scout, remember? That was like the, <laughs> the story of the summer. I well, yeah, he that. still he still is. is still he still works for the Mets. That? And
0: Donovan's still like a diehard um, Mets fan. He's yeah. always tweeting about the Mets. Um, it seems like it would be a decent fit. They need somebody with his skill set. But... Well, they need talent. Well, they, yeah. <laughs> they don't have any. I mean, inside, whatever. Um, it sounds like... like all of this to me points to him a couple of weeks from now being like, "Yeah, I want out." Like, I, I, I do you. So, I'll ask you straight up: Do you think Donovan Mitchell is a member of the Jazz when next season starts?
1: Oh, I want to say I hope he is because I li- I like him in Utah. Uh, I think that you know they they maybe need to do some changing around him. Obviously, need to rebuild around him. But if I am Utah, you can't let him go. You shouldn't let him go. If you are gonna let him go, then. I hope he didn't go to the Knicks. Pacers would be nice, but it's not the Knicks. I hate the Knicks, and I don't want to hate Donovan Mitchell. Cause it'd be, I can't hate Don Mitchell, but I can't root for him if he's a Knick. I mean, I can I can hope he does well, but I hope the Knicks still suck.
0: Yeah, I mean, he got asked to sort of –
1: Plus, I've been – listen, between New York City and Salt Lake City, I'll take Salt Lake City seven days a week twice on Sunday. It's a beautiful city.
0: Like, he He did say – he asked straight up, like, do you want to play for Utah? And he said, yes, I do. But then he got asked, you know, can you put any rumors to bed that you'll be asking for a trade? And he says – uh, he, he did the the more diplomatic answer, which was this. My mindset is to win. Right now, I'm not really looking at that. I just want to win. This hurts, and like I said, I'll think about it in a week. Right now, I'm not really thinking about any of that, to be completely honest with you, which means I've been thinking about it for a while. This franchise is kind of annoying me. Everybody's kind of annoying me. Rudy Gobert, all that stuff is yeah, completely I accurate. Mean, I don't like him. I don't want to play with him. I would like to be somewhere else next year. I mean,
1: they've just made some bad moves around. I mean, obviously, Rudy, again, uh, it's just – I mean, his, he's not the right center for this era in basketball. I mean, unfortunately, he's the last of a dying breed, and it's not working. And, I mean, Conley was a shell of what he once was. They tried to do that move, and it, it somewhat made sense, but most of the moves they've made in terms of improving have mostly been just Band-Aids on broken arms. Yeah. And they're really not – I mean, if you got to make Mitchell happy, you probably have to – You can, and you can get something for Rudy if you get the right move. I mean, he just needs the right pieces around him to – not to mention also – I've never been a Quinn Snyder fan as a coach. I mean, I know he's a decent coach, but he's that guy that kind of fell ass-backwards into an NBA job. Does it kind
0: of blow your mind that he was so bad in college and then yeah. became like a like, – like people people view him as a good NBA coach?
1: He's a Jim Caldwell of the NBA. I mean, he's like
0: <laughs> – I, 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 I know that the two sports are like, – they're, they're basically different sports, college yeah. basketball and the NBA – I just don't understand how you can fall so flatly on your face in college like Quinn Snyder did at Missouri and just pretty much everywhere. Got an
1: assistant job and waited it out. And, and
0: then just like he, yeah. he's good in the NBA. Is it just as simple as I feel like so much of his luck. I really do. And, it's,
1: and he's, and he's not, and he is good. And he's not bad. I don't. I think – I don't know if he's the right – I mean, it might be a move, good move for Utah to – I mean, if I'm Utah and Mitchell says, you know, it's Amir or Snyder, I mean, they, they have to take Mitchell. I mean, yeah. I mean you can't do it. Clinton, but Utah's always been very loyal with their coaches. I mean, look at Jerry Sloan was there for what? I mean, sixty years, I think.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, I can't remember who was who was between him and that was Tyrone Corbin and then Quentin Snyder. I mean, they've had three coaches in my lifetime. I mean, and Tyrone Corbin was a Utah guy. He played the Utah. I mean, he played with the Jazz. I went to Japal, But you know, he played with. He played at the Jazz. Was drafted by him. Had the best parts of his career there. So.
0: By the way, you mentioned uh, you were talking about the top available point guards besides Tyrese Hunter and the portal. Adam Miller just announced he's down to two schools, uh, TCU or LSU. Um, LSU was where he was leaving. was where he originally was.
1: Yeah. But, uh, so- well, because he, he, he got there, he transferred from Illinois last year.
0: Oh, Conley walked with under 10 seconds left. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. That was the, the – Yeah, Conley, that, they
1: need to move on from that. I, I like Mike Conley too, but, I mean, they just – yeah, that's just done.
0: We've got some some other notes around college basketball, this this crazy free agency world that I haven't gotten to just yet. Uh, Frederick King, remember him? Bahamas, oh, yeah, yeah. Signee, member of the, the 2023 – or I guess 2022 <laughs> Louisville class up until the coaching change happened and he decommitted. Dang. He has now committed to Creighton, so also going to the Big East – Like Dre and Tay Davis, I'm curious to see how he plays. Just because, like, you know, you you watch his highlights and you're like, yeah, he looks like he's got some skills. Looks like he could be a project, but I've got no idea how it's going to work. But he'll get some playing time there. They've been in need of a big man for a while. Uh, Dylan Penn, who was the uh, the best player on Bellerman's team this past year, the MVP of the Atlantic Sun tournament that Bellerman won, Um, and this is part of the crap uh, with Bellerman.
1: Surprised me a little bit. Well,
0: he came out and said after going through what he went through last year, like, I want to play in the NCAA tournament. Like, that's... Understandable. I, I felt like this sucked. Bellerman is, is appealing. The ASUN commissioner wrote to the NCAA yesterday trying to get um, their four-year probationary period, their transition period, taken down to two, which would make them eligible for next year's NCAA tournament. But there's no indication that that's going to, to end up happening. We'll see. But Penn transfers to Vermont, which, if you just want to play in the NCAA tournament, they're there pretty much every damn year. I
1: mean, I guess, but I don't know. I just, I thought... I don't know. For some reason, I just thought Dumpin would, would maybe land it. Uh, I'm not saying, like, Kentucky or Louisville, but not to – I mean, I wouldn't even say that Louisville maybe wouldn't be nice taking a chance at him, but I thought he'd land a more culture to a power pop conference than, than he is. I, I think,
0: think he could have. Like, he's got –
1: I mean, there may be some, nothing against Vermont. I mean, Vermont has a somewhat decent history in terms of success. I Not mean, somewhat
0: decent. I mean, they—they're one of the best mid-major yeah. programs every year in year out. I
1: mean, and there's there maybe no Taylor Coppenrath or anything, but that's okay.
0: I mean, they—they they had Ryan Davis the last couple of years. who was, I think, three-time America East Player of the Year, back to back to back. He's moving on. Penn, He, I mean, let's be real. Like he's a six-six guy, who plays a six-ten man's game. Like he's—he yeah. he doesn't well, shoot a bench. like Dre Davis a little bit. It's a very, very good comparison. Like, he's he, he wants to play in the lane. He wants to he'll he can shoot a little bit from the outside, but that's not his game. I think he fits in well at Vermont. He also has an endless yes, motor. That,
1: that description fits in great with every mid major power. I but mean, he's but he's good. Like, yeah. it's not
0: just like that's he's doing it by default. Like, yeah. he, he's a versatile scorer in the paint. He's got great post moves. He's got a nice little left handed hook. And he shoots it just well enough from the outside that you have to at least respect that part good, of his game. Man. And he's a very good defender. Um, like, there's a reason why Vermont is churning out conference titles year after year after year. They get these types of players. Um, and, and also like, I think Penn played under a great coach. Those like Vermont wants coachable players. That's what their system is. He'll come there. There's no concern about him being like, well, he was playing willy nilly under uh, a guy who knows, doesn't know what he's doing in the SOCON for the last few years. Like Scott, Scotty Davenport has a reputation for a reason. They know he's a guy who, who knows the game. If he's played under Scotty D, I can see why Vermont would want him. I can see why he would want to go there. my
1: head, when they when they pulled the Syracuse upset with Kopparath and DJ Serpentine. Sorentine. So, it was a Sorentine. Serpentine. Serpentine.
0: Serpentine.
1: Serpentine. Uh, the coach then was like an old uh, Tom Brennan. Yeah, he'd been there forever. He's gone now, right? He's here yeah, a th-
0: for a long time.
1: Okay, I figured he had. I couldn't remember. Yeah,
0: he. Uh, I think he retired I, in like 20, 2007. Was it okay? It was so not, not long, long after, after that. that. Okay, yeah. Because um, they've Cause had that a,
1: was in 2000, like one or two, three. It was early 2000. And they've know. had good. Si- 2003, Turkey won the title then.
0: But. It was 05, I think, when 05. they won that game. And uh, John Becker has been there. Yeah, John Becker's been their coach since since 2011. Okay, and he's been up for a couple of jobs. People keep think he's going to make a move, and he just he stays there. He loves it. Um
1: I figured it was somebody different. But I knew but I knew when they were there they had like they had an old guy had been there in like Vermont forever or something at that
0: point. Uh, the other name that that I want to talk about, Jani Broom, more state big man who's one of the most sought after post players in the portal, Louisville had at least reached out. We don't know if there was any like how much the mutual interest was. Kentucky had reached out as well. He is now down to Florida or Auburn. It's where he's going to go.
1: Mm, Auburn be, I could see him going to Auburn. It
0: would I mean with losing Walker Kessler, I guess, assuming that's, I guess, going to happen. I would think. Is he gone? I it's so hard to keep track of who's gone and who's not. He was a grad not.
1: transfer, wasn't he? Was he grad? Yeah. He was like your boy from – No, uh, no, no.
0: He only played – he played two seasons in North Carolina. Okay. He's only 20 years old. Uh, he played one season in North Carolina. So, this was his – this this was his sophomore oh, season. I know okay. he's testing the waters, but he's got technically three more years of eligibility left if he wants to come back. I've
1: seen him for four years.
0: <laughs> well, he, he was he was everywhere this year. He was a good player. Yeah, he was. Um, he so – Maybe Florida would be the leader just for that reason, but True. they need some depth, too.
1: I mean, yeah, because they're losing the, the number one pick, Jabari Smith. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone.
0: Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, one. we were talking about, I think, one of the things that, and I'll blame Keith Wynn for this, because he he made this, he he, he manifested this. Damn he he was saying earlier this week, you know, we're getting so close to the May 1st deadline. I'm a little surprised that we haven't seen any Louisville player enter the portal uh, on the football side just because everybody's entering the portal this week. The football portal has exploded. People are trying to get in at the last other, second. Other than the
1: Alabama. Play, other than
0: Tyler Harrell, yeah. uh, but he was talking about like, this this week specifically, like okay. the, where there's been a flood at other programs. Oh, and, of no. course, right after he says that, T.J. Lewis, who came to Louisville as a, he was a quarterback in high school. He's been uh, a cornerback yeah. now. They moved him to defense. He's a redshirt freshman. Announced that he's entering the transfer portal. Not a huge loss. And you can kind of understand why with Louisville being so active in the secondary with its uh, transfer selection and with its recruiting. But blame it on Keith. If you like T.J. Lewis and thought he was going to be a superstar, at Keith underscore win, he's to blame. Ruin his weekend. Blame everything on him.
1: (laughs) Damn you, Keith it's the last time we get to share a birthday
0: we don't we don't you've been
1: either. moved your birthday's been moved to april 27th keith you're done april 27th now celebrate accordingly
0: uh real quickly before we Let get, get out of your family know. <laughs> real quickly before we get out of here we've got one nba game on tv tonight grizzlies timberwolves it's been a, a pretty fun series memphis leads 3-2 they're trying to close it out tonight in minnesota grizz despite being on the road one and a half point favor, two wins
1: uh, Grizzlies win.
0: Grizzlies win, series over. I'm calling it too.
1: I think Grizzlies get uh, swept <laughs> by pretty much Golden State.
0: We got to get out of here early. Big thanks to our friends here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln for hosting us today. Monday, we are at the Blind Squirrel. If you want to stop by, please do. We'll be there from 3 to 6. We're handing the baton over to Bats Baseball. Enjoy Luis Castillo on the Hill tonight for the Louisville Bats. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you guys Monday at the Blind Squirrel.